Hello, I'm Ian. And I'm Darren, and welcome to Average Bikers in a Cave. A show where a group of average bikers chat and share opinions about all things motorbike. From news, reviews, interviews, and the big questions. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, tell your friends, and leave us a review. It's a bumper pack edition this week, folks. We have our usual check-in with lots to discuss. Some snippets from us out on the road at the Carnival of Speed. We have a single news story, but it's a biggie. And we have a very special guest for the big interview. It's Robert Grace, the founder and CEO of Sterling Eco. This week's episode is sponsored by Afterground, an exceptional drone, wedding, portraiture and events photography and videography company that specialises in capturing video and images on the ground and in the air in a style that is modern yet timeless, interesting and vibrant, with a focus on exhilarating moments and pure fun. Using their experience, skills and knowledge, they will work with you to ensure your videos and photos are exactly the way you want them. For more information or to chat to the team, head over to www.afterground.com or check out their Facebook page. Check in. Time. time. It's time to check, check in. in. Obviously, like. let's just, before we start, let's just say we are doing this virtually. Yes, we are virtually Because doing we've this. had a cacophony of issues <laughs> over the last couple of days, which yes. means doing it virtually is the quickest way to get it done. Yes, absolutely. Said the uh, nun to the bishop. So yes, we yeah. won't go into what all those things are. Just, just know no. that it's been. Let, it's let's been, just say we, we we sweated quite a lot after after some technical yes shenanigans. Yes. Shall we say? But However, thankfully, it'll all the technical sound shenanigans. Beautiful. Yeah, it'll, it'll sound lovely. So check in. Will I chat? Will I start? Yes. Yes. Have a yes, go. Let's check what's in. Been happening? So what's what, what, what we're just chatting there? What was it we talked about last podcast? We were going to the Harley Davidson's uh, West Coast Harley West Coast Triumph Festival of Speed. Carnival of Speed. Carnival of Speed, sorry. But it was a festival. It was a festival. It had a festival atmosphere, it? had a festive feeling about it. And not only did we go as uh, just as a couple of average bikers, we went as a couple of average bikers in a cave. So we got some audio from some of the people hanging about. Hanging about. And chatting about, including one of our um, friends who we've had on the show, uh, the Teal Meister, Mr. Darren Teal. So um, um, hopefully we've got a few wee snippets from some of the guys that we spoke to at the Festival Speed. If you can hear them over the noise of those bikes in the Wall of Death, which yes, is just that incredible. Put, that put my editing skills to the test because it Absolutely. was just when you think you had a nice bit of audio, someone started like a two stroke in the background and it was just And and then they <laughs> and then they turned on their bike. <laughs> and hey thank you. Oh wait a minute. Oh wait a minute, what's happening? I forgot to turn what's up happening? the thing. But is that that way? There you go. Oh there we go, fine. That's fantastic. Right. Uh, there's nothing worse than... We'll get a than, double win. The only thing worse than a late rim shot is no rim shot. That's what I say. So, I uh, went with camera speed, which was incredible. Absolutely incredible. And we got to sit and chat with um, uh, a couple of the, a couple of the motor cyclist extravaganza people who were... Um, who gave us a extravaganza yeah, people? Um, who gave us a bit of insight into what it's like to do it, how many weeks it takes for you not to throw up every time you come off the wall, um, and lots of other various lovely pieces of information. It was a great time. The, the event was incredibly well... 
um, patronage was huge, wasn't it? So oh, it was super brilliant. busy. It was absolutely brilliant to see um, loads of families and things coming down, which was, was absolutely really brilliant. Fam- aye, live yeah, music, super good food, yeah, uh, and and then Doctor Diablo sideshow. Doctor Diablo yeah. sideshow, yes, yeah, which, where, uh, <laughs> where uh, Dan got to strap him up in, in many different positions. Yes, Muggins yes. here managed to get dragged up on the stage, which was. Um, Eventful. Yeah, yeah. If only. I mean, I don't know how. I don't know how he even noticed you in the crowd. To be honest. Oh, I don't know. Maybe something to do with the guy standing next to me, pointing frantically. <laughs> and not just me, but um, but your wife as well. That's yes. Point out. Nicola yes. Was, yes. Nicola that's was true. Just as um, vociferously enthusiastic. You're <laughs> a big guy. She's a big guy. Go to big guy. I need someone that's so, big um, and strong. That's Bella uh, here. That's me. That's me. There he is. There. Well, big anyway. And uh, so next time I'm wearing a blank, yeah. uh, just a complete blank black t-shirt yeah. just to hide so, in the background. I think we've, I think we've got some of the some of the pictures, um, snippets and things, which is cool. Um, and we've got some interviews with the guys, which we'll put on after the after the chicken. After the chicken. So after this is part of the podcast. We're going to have some. We've got some outside broadcasting. Yes. Yeah. So um, we've been experimenting with them um, with, with our wee poles popping about. So aye, it's one of those ones. It's um, us on the road. Average bikers on, on, on the road. On, on the road. On, out there. We're out there. In the, on the road the, again. Again. I just can't wait to get on the road again. We're in the front. What's it, the front line? We're right there in the front line with the, with the, with the bikers right there and in between in between the saddles and the sprockets. Shoving a little muff into people's faces. Exactly, yeah. Obviously, that's a dead cat is not the thing you've run over the road, but what we're getting folk to speak into. So yeah, that was uh, that was amazing. Um, what else? Uh, uh, I've been. Uh, it's been one of the hottest weeks I think on record this week. And yeah, so uh, old, apologies uh, if there's slight uh, worrying in the background because probably yeah. you and I both get fans on trying yeah, to keep absolutely. us cool. Yeah, yes, and that's for all you fans out there that listen to the show. Hey, thank you. And uh, so um, you know, even though the fans we've got on our big, you're our biggest fans. There we go. Thank you. Uh, I can't hear anything there. Did you press a button? Aye. So, it was, it, it was the applause noise. Oh, well, thank you. Nice one. <laughs> so, um, well, so I've been going out on the on Maverick. Uh, well, I managed to take, uh, I managed to get the, uh, we go with the Bobby, Bobby the Bobber. Uh, but I've been out on Maverick a lot. And I and I have to say, and, and I've spoken about this a few times, quite often, you know, I've, I, I get a wee bit apprehensive with the bike, you know, because obviously I came off it in January and, and it does take you a wee while. But I'm, my confidence is super building up and I'm falling so much in love with that bike. So much in love. And we... Managed to head out to Tindum on Saturday, didn't we? Yeah, um, myself and Dan and Colin, um, who's um, who's been on the show, and we took the took the bikes up by uh, Dumbarton through past up by Loch Lomond up to the Green Melly stop at Tindum, where the West Coast guys, Triumph Harley Moto, were all there, and there was an adventure bike weekend and stuff like that. And Dan will probably talk a bit more about that because you actually got onto the yes. to the bikes themselves. Sure but did. oh my goodness me, I just I'm falling more and more in love with that bike again now that I'm, my, my confidence is going to back. Up and and everything. Uh, because you only hanging it, about. It was it was mm-hmm. it was a put it this way. I didn't even have it in sport mode, and I still was. It was still incredibly fun to just <laughs> overtake things, you know. Um, so uh, so uh, so that was a that was a great wee trip. And actually, I managed to take the drone up there. So we've got a wee bit of footage using the drone uh, of um, of the of the of the event. Um, trouble is the, the the trouble with the drone footage is, is it's, there doesn't look like there's that many people there because they were all like, riding bikes at that point. So, Aye, well that was um, the point. You know, the minute everyone went out on a ride, it was grubbed. 
it was a bit quiet, but but it gives you a sense of where it was, how beautiful it was, what the weather was like, and we'll, yeah. and we'll put some funky music to it. And then I've got a wee bit of a wee bit of a, a, wee bit of a catch up with Aaron and Colin when they come off of the triumphs, and then Colin also had a shot at a Pan Am. Didn't he? Yes, he did. And uh, we've got a wee bit of um, footage of that. But Darren took the footage of that, so it's in portrait, not landscape. So, yeah, my you know, bad. That's why. That's why Darren does audio. I was just, I was just so quick. I, I was just so desperate to catch Colin's reaction the minute he took his lid off because I wanted to see that initial. Because when he came off the triumph, that initial reaction it was like grin from ear to ear. Yeah, it was. It, it was, was like, oh, so, do you know what I mean so? Mm-hmm. And and my stupidity and my rush, I went yes, the wrong way. Yes, and your and, and your and your um, and my naivety and inexperience, I yes, went up the way the, instead of three ways. That's what she said. And <laughs> there we go. You get one for that. And we're, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's what she said. And uh, sorry, that's just another one. And uh, so that was another fantastic wee bit of fun um, on the bike. So I think that's from a checking point of view for me. Yeah, um, it was super fun. I've been out in that Maverick and, and the Sports Res a lot over the last week just because I want to not even because you need to just because I want to just take it out and I, had, I was off work I was off work for the week as well which was quite good so um, so, so I just got to, to play it was just it's been an absolute blast and was loving that bike more and more every time I got on it there you go. ah that's good news that's a that's yeah. a good bit of good news we should have yeah. kept that for a wee bit at the end you made me some do 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 yeah be careful, careful how you sing that you'll get copyright and all that that's anyway. true so yeah um what was I, I was going to say something else there about the, the whole carnival thing and I can't remember and it's completely went out my head but it'll probably come back at some point yeah carnival yeah, speed and, and, yeah also and for those of you that like to listen to how John's doing JB my boy Outlander lad um, you know the, the young lad who's in that small television show that doesn't really isn't really huge around the world at all um, no. he has got all his bike <laughs> stuff booked up and ready to go yeah we, we may have made it before but um, so a big shout out and big shout out best of luck for John for when he starts doing all that when he's back uh, in uh, Glasgow when he getting back in as well because we did Absolutely. say we'd get him back in for a chat just to see how he's you know, I mean, we'll give him a couple mm. of weeks out and he's on his on his lovely bobber to get a bit of play with stuff yeah. and then we'll need to get him in for a wee quick chat yeah, uh, yeah. Carnival Speed was brilliant. Um, the whole uh, Wall of Death, Ken Fox's Wall of Death, absolutely phenomenal. If you ever get a chance to go and see it, go and see it. Mm. Um, Adventure Weekend um, up at Tindrum, which was a was a good laugh actually, um, because the little circuit that he planned was a little bit twisties on roads, and then there was a little trail. I mean, it was trying to be as off road as off road could be. I mean, but it was definitely there was mm. it was definitely gravelly, um, and that was so much fun. See, just to get back standing up on a bike in the gravel. Mm. I mean, having mm. after having been doing yeah. it at, at Mick Extens, you know, I mean, in Wales, just Aye. felt so good. I actually wanted to just take my own pan and just go around and go up it, and I was like, no, 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 that would just be cheeky. Um, Tiger's good. The Tiger, tw- I took out the Tiger twelve hundred GT Pro, and Colin took out the Tiger eight fifty sport. Yeah, eight fifty sport. Um, and yeah, you know I mean it was um, obviously once Ian's done a, his magic with the the, the interview stuff, uh, we'll put that up and everyone can see it. But it was really the Tiger t- is, is it's a beautiful bike, really refined actually. Um, I found it a little bit snatchy, if I'm honest. Um, on the throttle when we're off road, when you go into off road mode. Um, if anyone can hear, there's Jeff in the background. Um, no. No. Not Matt. Ah. 
have no idea. Uh, it's, one, it's one of those. Hi, and this week's guest is. Um, yep. So yeah, it was the. It just a wee bit, a wee bit, kind of twit, touchy, twitchy. What's the word I'm looking for? Touchy, twitchy. You mean it was twitchy? Just, aye, twitchy. But a bit twitchy on the throttle. Um, but again, it's got those custom modes, so you can do a lot of custom mode stuff on it. So you can alter that kind of live by wire and stuff like that. But it was really, um, uh, it was, you know, I mean, it was lovely to ride. Really nice bike. Couldn't you know I mean would I swap it for my pan? No, because I, I absolutely love my pan, and I've took that proper off. Well, not mine, but I've taken that bike off proper off road, and loved it. But it was good to see Colin's reaction. Colin's reaction was brilliant because he's only ever had that Honda 600 TBR, mm-hmm. and he can ride it. You know I mean he doesn't, you, Colin? If you're listening, you know I mean you're a good rider. Do you know what I mean? Um, but just Aye, to see Pavel, his face. Probably needs a pee. Probably needs, needs, needs a pee. Yeah, Aye, yeah. again, Colin. You know I mean, and I think he, De- des- and I desperation him. took over at that point. Aye, but he was he, fleeing in that wee bike. Aye, Aye Colin. I, 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 we both take overtaken, and obviously Colin had just pulled in. And Colin, if you're listening, top tips: when you pull in, there's a bike behind you. Pull right into the left. So when <laughs> I pulled in, I was right behind Colin. I thought I'll move out to the left. And at that point, Colin went, "No, I really need a pee, and I really can't wait." And just slammed on the ankles and pulled into LA by, which um, was a bit. You mean yes, adrenaline's brown again moment. Aye. But uh, but, but, I, it was but good. I'd like to point at this point, I was way ahead. Of oh, else. by that point, you had took off. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you had suddenly went, "Oh, I'm really loving this bike." Well. Yeah. Had gone, yeah, um, but that was the only it, thing. I think the way back, the traffic was horrific. The traffic, See, was I, I, and I left, I left before you, and yes. I, got a, I got a great ride back. Did yeah. you? It was brilliant fun. I didn't, I didn't push it, I didn't, I didn't go up as fast as I. You didn't, didn't, go, down didn't as, go, go down as fast as I come up, right? That's what she did. said. <laughs> <laughs> and um, that's, um, you know, I saw, but, but there were points when, when I, you know, when I would overtake stuff and, and everything. Aye. But actually, the, the traffic was flowing so nicely that you just, I just sat back and enjoyed it. So, and, and, it's, and if you've done that route, or if you're up, if, you, if you're going to come to Scotland and do that route, I, I definitely think it's more stunning on the way down than it is on the way, but on the way up, especially the lock side. Yes. Because having the lock on your left hand, Side when you're coming back when you're going south, it's just it's just amazing. There's, there's a bit of the road where you just go round a corner and you just get hit with it. The trees, yep. and then you're just it's just on your left hand side the whole way. And it's actually it was also dangerous because you keep wanting to look at the lock and not look at the road. Do you know what I mean? You know, <laughs> and it's quite twisty. Like, like, oh, wait a minute here. So I just took my time going back down, but it was the, the traffic flowed really really nicely, and um, because I left a bit earlier, um, um, because I was I was due to go. Um, and see, um, you know, a friend that, um, who was playing uh, at a festival down in Presswick. Turns out that festival is actually uh, in September, and Susan got the dates wrong. So I rushed all the way back down, jumped in the shower, got all changed, ready to go. I'm like, right, we're going down to Presswick. Susan's like, um, sorry, I got the dates wrong. It's not this weekend at all. Ah, well. I was like, what? No, no so, harm, no foul, as they say. No harm, no foul. So, ah, all but, good, all good. So that was the event weekend. And then the only other couple of things that I've got is, is there's a couple of exciting things. Um, one, I am possibly off to India in the September, beginning of October, which will be fun because you know I mean I'm, I've already kind of tried to key up or line up. You know I mean going in and seeing some motorbike shops and stuff like that in India, which will be quite nice. cool. Nice, that's exciting. Um, we're doing a bit, of, we're doing a bit of beta testing for Hex um, for the Hex Easy Can because they have a, a beta version of the very popular um, Easy Can. 
um, system for Pan America. And, and just explain to uh, listeners that don't know what the Easy Can system so the is. Easy Can possibly possibly co-hosts. Yes. Yeah. Just let. let <laughs> So the easy can, you plug it into your bike and you essentially break into the, the bus on the bike. And it just means when you're wiring anything up to a bike, whether it be a new horn or um, additional spotlights or um, cameras or whatever, you can actually just connect it to the easy can. And then you can actually program the easy can to you to talk to the bus and let you lo- use the controls that are already on the bike. So yeah, whether that cool. be the a jog wheel on a BMW or the up and down buttons on a, a Pan Am, you can program those buttons to do certain things, and then you can program, like, for example, set up headlights. If you toot your horn, the, they'll strobe like three times, so that they're not only getting that audio sound, but they're getting the flashing as well. And right. you, you can set them to come on and off when you indicate and stuff like that. It's loads of cool things. It just means you've got a bit more control over the accessories that you connect to the bike. So that's cool. So. Need to get that onto the bike, which again is going to be a little install video, which is going to be fun. And then I am waiting on new decals coming for Pan America. Somebody's Mm. getting their bike dressed up. So obviously, all ready for the opera. Mm. And a grand old opera, Mm. like. yeah, we. I talked. I know we talked about the show that I was looking at wrapping the front corner and stuff like that, and all that kind of fell through a little bit, which is a bit disappointing. However, it's probably in hindsight a good thing because there is a company called Decal Moto uh, who are based in Italy that do um, decal kits, and the, it's proper good thick vinyl, um, and they brought out a Pan America version. Um, so I've been in contact with them. And they're doing a little bit of customization, and then they're going to have it all printed up, and they're going to have it shipped out, which would be really cool. And it does give oh, the pan nice. a bit more of an adventure. The fact feel. that you can get a wee bit of customization, and it's cool. Yes, you can do a lot of things. And they did listen to me want to put the logo and stuff like that on there, but given the fact that it's all orange and black, it was like well, I don't really know how you would incorporate it in there. Mm-hmm. And then that was going to take an extra couple of weeks, and I was like, ah, you know, don't bother, just do the couple of bits that I've asked, which you kind of have on file anyway, and mm-hmm. just get it out. So hopefully that will turn up this week, which will be cool. Uh, and then the last thing is I've ordered new uh, earplugs that have got the speakers in them. So I went to Ultimate Ear, the Ultimate Hearing, they're called. Um, so hopefully those will turn up this week as well. So there could oh, be cool. some nice that, reviews Because you were going to go to the ear mold guys, but it never turned up, wasn't it? Yeah, I was going to go to the ear mold guys that came, because the ones that I have at the minute are ear molds and they're great. Mm. Um, and they do do those versions, but mm-hmm. um, for whatever reason, those guys couldn't make the Carnival of Speed. So it, it was yeah, like trying to get time to nip through them off it or quickly go to the local audiologist and getting a set made and ship them off to Ultimate Ear. Um, it was just a bit of a no-brainer. So, Aye. so yes. So, there's quite a lot coming up because quite a lot of things cool. that we need to look at and stuff. And yes, we will be off and running. Yeah. So, and, and just another wee thing for me is I also ordered the light lock. Oh, did you? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I'll, I'll, I'll nice. give you a wee. It's, 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 well, I say I've ordered it, but it's going to it's going to go to John when he passes, and he's got it for he's out in the West End. He's he'll be taking his V one two five back to his flat in the West End for practice and all that. So it's really Aye. for him. But I'm going to test it. But I'll use it when I go to Ireland because I'm off to Ireland, uh, not End this weekend month. coming, but next weekend. So uh, the last weekend, uh, um, and maybe a bit of video, bike video and stuff like that over in uh, in Derry. You know, and, and out there in Donegal. So ah, that because you, know. you should do a little Ian's you time know. Ian's time away. Ian's time away. Ian's time away. <laughs>
Yep, cool. Here we go. Cool. Um, all right. I think that's checking. So, checking. As we alluded to, and as checking, alluded to, let's do some snippets of the Carnival of Speed. So, obviously, these were pre-recorded when we were out on the road. Um, yep. And we've talked to a few people when we're there, and we'll let you have a listen just now. Enjoy. Firstly, we caught up with Derek, head of sales at West Coast Harley, to find out just how the event was going. It has been fantastic, thanks very much, uh, great crowd attendance, uh, weather's maybe a wee bit miserable today but it's not, it's not the people uh, for coming in, so as you can see yourself, it's kind of manic is the word that we use, manic but good, manic good, so no, it's been really, really successful, so if you haven't seen the wall of death, get yourself to see it, it's incredible. When's, uh, when's the next one then, when's the next event? Next event, uh, where we go? we're going to the Green Melee. Green Melee? For Adventure Bike Weekend. So, we, have you seen my new trailer along at the end next to Triumph? No. So, we bought a, a new mobile trailer, which is basically a fold out cabin, uh, TVs, kitchens, all sorts of oh, things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, and it's you know universal, it's Triumph and Harley Davidson. So, well, look at one mate's Triumph, look at the other mate's Harley Davidson. So, we're going to take Triumph Derek's and Harley to. Take him for his holidays. Right, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to see So, mid uh, August, we've got uh, Adventure Weekend. So, we've got a fleet of Pan Americas and a fleet of uh, Tigers going up to the Green Melee for the full weekend. So, if you go online, you'll be able to register for the event. You can go up and we'll take you on a 30 mile bash uh, on the adventure bikes. So, very like, similar to the ride experience, yeah, yeah. but uh, adventure bike style. Ah, you're up, you're up, Grand Cone, they would sort of. it gives you a more sort of feel. But we've got a big thing about adventure bikes. Adventure bike riders, you've been one of them, Dad, yeah. like to go and well, do adventures. And what we've found is that people are riding right by us and you know, we're not got a chance to demonstrate the bike. So, we thought, take the bikes to them. So, Green Melee is a bit touristy. But it is a quite well-known spot for drop-offs, coffees, teas. Yep. And if anybody wants to register, get yourself up there, then you'll get our usual hospitality and a crack at one of the bikes. And see what you think of it. will give us some feedback on it. Then we get the opportunity to speak to Kat and Alex, who are two of the riders from Mike Fox's Wall of Death. And how do you find the event so far? Yeah, it's been really good. Lots of people, lots of happy people, nice and cheery. Yeah, it's been really good. What do you do within the whole show? Um, so I'm a rider and um, We've got four riders, and then we've got uh, one one in the box office, and then one upstairs to welcome people in and say hi. So, so you physically go on that thing on that wall with that bike. So <laughs> one question for you: Why? Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. What, what does it feel like when you sum it up? Can you feel like it's... Uh, it's a good feeling. It's, yeah. it's 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 used to get dizzy, but I don't get dizzy anymore. Um, yeah, it's been. It's nice being on the wall. You see all the faces. Um, so I've been riding about a year. It took me about eight months to learn to ride, and then been doing shows ever since. Wow, wow. that's impressive. So, so how often is the show running? Then is it yeah, most of the time? Um, so today we're running from eleven till four, and a show an hour. But we can, we can increase it or suspend it. How many have you weekend? Is it super busy? Sorry? Oh, you, 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 
Um, so we booked shows at the start of the in the winter, yeah. and then we booked them all throughout the summer to travel from place to place with the wall. Um, so we are in Derbyshire next. We are at Cromford Steam Rally. Excellent. Excellent. It looks incredible. We were here yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. We were yesterday. Yeah. 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 How much skill was involved in getting I'll take it turns doing that. Um, yeah, I arrived way through the 1920s Indians. I've been doing it for 16 years, my wife's been doing it for 10. Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much for putting that on for us. Thank you, please enjoyed it. Yeah, that's it, slip off. I've tried not to, yeah. I get told off when I do that. <laughs> so the question is, if I ask Kat here, why? Why did you do it? Why not? Yeah. Why not? That's good. That's good. That's good. Finally, after a brief chat with the infamous Irene, we actually managed to catch up with friend of the show, part-time co-host, Mr. Tarantino. It is the one and only Mr. Tio. Tio. We've already interviewed you, right? Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay, that's so, right. Go. No, thank you very much. He's got his wee my microphone muffled to his mouth there. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> so tell us. I'll, I'll say part-time co-host. I'm not, not quite part-time, a co-host. Part-time host. Absolutely. Full-time supporter. That's it. Did you did you enjoy the wall of death? Brilliant, brilliant. Uh, I was just saying to Darren there, I, I just can't believe they're not going to helmets on, you know, but it's the speed they go at and the wee flick at the top as well, you know, oh, when they go up. Yeah, they're, just in it. Aye. Right, well, the spectators just happen to be standing. Exactly, the, the, the wee man was jumping back, you know. And <laughs> okay. oh, oh. <laughs> we were jumping back, we were reviewing. <laughs> oh, it's too close. Aye. Aye, it's good. And finally, the names went off. Thankfully, and then he's just taking a drill and a drill bit and he's not as... So the wee man would love that. The next show's a quarter past, I think, so it's not too long. I'll tell you what I did see in there. The sports are rest and I was like, that's actually quite nice. The orange one? Yeah. The orange one? I think it's just, just inside. It's aye. Inside. aye, aye. Aye, the orange one's aye. a rabbit. That's aye, that's beautiful. It's uh, the first I've seen it in the flesh. I mean, so. There you go. That was... Uh, it was good fun, that. It really was good fun. Yeah, yeah I mean? absolutely. Um, I, and, and hopefully we, the, the background noise and everything is... It's, uh, hopefully I've done enough uh, to try and make it more audible, audible. than more, more even more. it was quite loud. And that yeah. was also our first time testing at the new G, DGI mics. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Because you'd obviously bought those and that was our first kind of go at... Taking them out on the road. Taking them on the road. Uh, A massive thanks to everyone that we talked to, by the way, at the Carnival of Speed, especially um, the guys from Ken Fox's Wall of Death, so Kat and Alex. Um, 
And also really to the lovely. people that we did talk to and didn't record, it was good to have a chat and a blather and a catch-up. And also a special thanks to the one person that we did record, but actually wasn't recording at the time, so Shan, oh, yeah. we're really sorry. <laughs> You're <laughs> yeah, no in there no. because Aye. we had a really great conversation with Shan. It was a really was beautiful a bro- introduction. It was a brilliant, and it was like so exciting. We're chatting away, and we're getting a mic hold held up to him, you know, screwing about the, about the festival and, what, you know, looking at doing it again and all this kind of stuff and all the, the preparation that went into it. And like, this is really, really good content. And then she had to rush off and do other stuff, and we looked down some for some reason, hanging switch yourself off. Aye. So, Shan, we're really, really sorry. Yeah, sorry. We'll, we'll make it up to you. We'll, yeah. we'll bring you in a, Be a sticker We'll send bring you in a sticker Aye or a donut Or some sort of aye. Something Something sugary that Or a donut with a sticker on it Or a donut with a sticker <laughs> Aye there you go When are we doing our, I've had, There's something we do Cover chicken Obviously the merch is now Out there And up and running Jeez oh, well, of course yeah We'll put a, put a Link to the socials for that aye. Again you know, again, it's um, it's uh, we've we've had masses of orders in, so you know, get it get it while it's still there because it's uh, we'll be running an out soon, I think. Get it while it's hot. Get it while get it's hot. Hot, hot, hot. Get it hot, hot, hot. Yeah. So there's a couple of cool t-shirts and designs, you know. Um. So yeah, have a look. Go for it. Bits bits are falling all over the place in this place. I think it's the fan. Bits are falling all around me. <laughs> is that a thing? Podcasts is playing, playing recording it all. Brilliant, yep. Cool. Right, so what we've we got next? Yes, um, apart from merchandise, please, folks. Apart from merchandise, folks. Uh, I don't have my little sheet with me, so I'm hoping we're getting this right. It's time for. for the bit. No, it's no. No, it's no. No, it's no, is it? <laughs> Normally I've got my little sheet, right, that tells me what my buttons are because I've been prone lately to changing the buttons. I was actually thinking, what we really need to do is see every time you see the word Maverick, we need a button that goes dun 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 and just that's it. That should be oh, enough to us avoid the copyright. Just danger zone. zone. Aye, we should do that. That's gonna be a button for now. Better still Archer, you know the t- the TV the cartoon Archer. Have you ever watched that? The cartoon Archer. Yeah, so it's about a spy. Have you ever seen it? No. No, any. So the character Archer, who's this kind of hapless James Bond spy type character, right? Um, very, very funny. Very, very adult. So if children are listening, please do not watch Archer. Children will not be listening. Parents, to please do not do not let your children watch Archer. Trust me. Um, he's obsessed with the uh, Danger Zone, so he keeps singing it. So it's it's actually very amusing because it's not. That's going to be a button. Yeah, it's got that a is going to be a button. Anyway, yeah. anyway right, Ian, cool. what's in the news? Because we've got special news. So, so today, yeah. So normally it's it's going to be a bit different today. Yeah. So we're going to chat about CCM's new Dakar bike, um, and hydrogen, and a new British bike called the Ruby. But we will keep them until the next episode, which we will record very very soon. But um, but to to keep it flowing. But instead, we want to dedicate this news section to one single massive story, and that uh, is a massive. And I get to introduce it for, and you will see why for obvious reasons. <laughs> the one single massive story is. 120 years of one of the ultimate icons of British built motorcycles and of course as Abigail as Abigail as you know all about Abigail it is Triumph yeah. Triumph's 120th birthday there we go so Darren tell us a wee bit about it mate so formed in 1897 originally known as the Triumph Cycle Company it was started by Siegfried Bettman in Coventry and like all good bicycle manufacturers in the late 19th century and early 20th 
early 20th century, the technology soon became available to put in small motors into bicycles. And in 1902, the number one was launched and would go on to become a 500 motorcycle a year production bike. Wow, which uh, which in um, 1902 is probably quite a lot of bikes. Absolutely. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. Um, in 1905, they launch a three horsepower <laughs> rapid, a three horsepower 298 cc motorbike that is fully built in house and has a top speed of 45 miles per hour. Uh, now, 1908, Jack Marshall wins the single cylinder race at the Isle of Man TT. Yes. 1908 and the Isle of Man TT is happening even way back then with an average speed of now hold on to your horses boys and girls <laughs> hold on to your horses powers because at a massive average speed of 40 miles per hour <laughs> I don't even know what the average speed is today but it's well over 100 isn't it like 133 oh, it or something, like that. That, something like that um, so 40 miles per hour going at, but that, back in those days that's like you know that is massive right. yeah obviously World War 1 arrives unfortunately to help with transportation Triumph build the 499cc Model H Roadster now this was used as a dispatch bike and by 1918 around 30,000 were in service with the armed forces and soon inherited the nickname of the Trusty Triumph <laughs> not, not, and I did say trusty not rusty yes. the Trusty Triumph the Trusty Triumph uh, in 1922 Triumph decided to branch out the roaring 20s the roaring 20s Charleston Charleston Carolina they produced their first production automobile called the Triumph 1020 in 1936 Triumph Care and motorcycle business are split with the motorcycle area of the business being bought by Jack Sangster who immediately recruits Edward Turner as the chief designer Turner designs the Tiger 70 the 80 and the 90 which go on to be an instant success, uh, sales success now yeah. World so War it's, it's good to know 1936 that's that's the first time we see the Tiger name exactly still using it and so still tra- using it today tradition, is, tradition it just shows you the tradition behind a yeah. Triumph and yeah. there's loads of that with Triumph yeah uh, during World War 2 uh, a new factory is created in Meriden and 50,000 bikes are purchased by the military and then, which um, then after the war in 1946, Triumph decided to focus on three models: the Tiger 100, the iconic Speed Twin, and the smaller 349cc Touring 3T. So Speed Twin again, another one of those names that still carries through still, yep. to this day. Uh, into the 1950s, and this is a golden, this is the golden age of motorcycling across the world, and British motorbikes were at the top. Yeah, I mean, Triumphs then they were the fastest motorcycle in the world. That was the whole thing, the whole kind of thing about them, wasn't it? They still yep. use that as a, as a, as a, and it's such a cool. Such a cool thing to be able to say that there was a point when that was the situation. All that, absolutely, absolutely love that. In 1953, a movie called The Wild One is released, all about the Black Rebels Motorcycle Club, led by Johnny Strabler, who just so happened to be played by one Marlon Brando. <laughs> yeah, there we I go. I knew you would resist that. Yeah, it was, it was good. I couldn't resist it. I'm so, sorry, I couldn't resist it. Yeah, um, Brando's bike in the movie is a Triumph, a Thunderbird Six T. So Brando's association with the brand started to cement the Triumph legend. So it didn't it just cement the Triumph. And there's another one, Thunderbird. The track name was used. Yeah. 
only up until like, I think twenty eighteen or something like that. Yeah, and and you're and it's probably one of those ones that will, I would imagine they'll res- they'll, they'll bring out a Thunderbird edition of this or a, do you know what I mean? Or one of those kind of things. It's yeah. it's a cool name, unless of course there's some sort of way they can use it because of the Thunderbird cars and all that. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Maybe who knows? Anyway, uh, but it's such a cool name for a, for a, for a bike, a Thunderbird. I think so. Uh, ironically, though. The Wild One movie was banned in the UK by the British Board of Film Censors until 1967 when it finally got its first official screening. So this blooming film, right? It's just like, boom, like look at this British bicycle, look at this motorcycle, it's all British, it's so cool, Brando's on it. Right, he's all on it, you know, he's missed our Maltesers in your mouth, man, right? He's scooting away at it, right? Scooting about in his triumph, and the British public can he sit there and sit back and go, oh, it was always playing away, big man. I wonder if it was like when The Exorcist came out, everybody was getting pirate copies and stuff and watching it on the fly. I mean, there was like secret underground screenings yeah. of the wild one. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's mean? 1953, mate. It's 1953. Good point. Good point. Yeah, you know what I mean? Netflix wasn't there, but. No. I mean, the pirate copy was a big book, the folk went like over the pages and watched it somebody drew every every frame oh look at that guys on a bike you know is that a triumph pause it pause it pause it there pause it pause it it. open the pages a bit wider no I have a triumph there we go yeah anyway I may feel a glam in Hollywood triumph are starting their performance either at the world world famous Bonneville Flats and again Bonneville comes into its own later on um, in 1955, Johnny Allen recorded 193 miles an hour in the Devil's Arrow, which was a streamliner, but it was powered and tuned. Um, it was a powered and tuned 650cc Thunderbird motor that was in it. Um, the success and love of the Salt Platts, Salt Platts, the Salt Platts. Is that like, like Coronation Street? <laughs> Gail, 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 Gail that was a, a school nickname. What ain't salty? Me salt plants there. Oh, probably. Uh, <laughs> the love and success that Triumph had at the Salt Flats uh, was part uh, of what would go on to become um, the highest selling British t- uh, twin of all time, the T120 Bonneville. There's, there's a joke in there, right? But I couldn't quick enough think of famous <laughs> twins. Do you know what I mean? What, like that, 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 were, that were for sale. So Jed Bird, aye, the cheeky girls, the cheeky girls, they were only British, though. No, that's they? true. They were only British. They were Romanian. And Jed were only British either. They were Transylvanian. Oh, um, right. First anyway. built in 1959, the 650 parallel twin was based on the. Are not twins, are they? I don't think they were twins. No. To, to me. me, to you. To me. To you. To, to me. me. To you. Uh, anyway, back to the T120. Back to the, back to the T120 <laughs> Bonneville. It was based on the Tiger T110, um, and it was. Uh, as standard um, the Tiger's upgraded carburetors and high performance camshaft meant that that bike was able to achieve speeds of around 150 mile an hour so it was the I mean as we say the, the, the T120 was an absolute beast um, the engine alone uh, it was so popular that it would be going to become the engine of choice among cafe racers and all through, uh, although over the years the engine and bike has changed and improved. The T120 is one of the most desirable and nostalgic names in the biking community. An interesting fact: the T120 engines, the older, like 60s and yep. T120 engines, a lot of people still try to buy those when they're building custom bikes because oh, it was so, such, yeah, because it was such a, a solid, reliable engine. 
So there you go. Yeah, although Little. we we have all agreed when we were up at Tindrum that anything by Cabaret, we don't really. No, uh, you're all right. No, then. cheers. No, I'll, no. I'll take I'll take the electronic warning lights. Do you mean over having right. to faff about with Cabaretters so. any day of the week? Now, for one of our favourite triumph moments in history. Now, this is um, it's. 1962, and it's during the production of a World War II film where one Bud Ekins and one Steve McQueen jumped and crashed a tire Triumph TR6650 while filming one of the most iconic motorbike scenes ever made. So, of course, we know in 1963. Yep, keep going. So, the movie is released to the world, and The Great Escape goes down in history as a must see movie for generations and a surprising Christmas tradition later in years. I yep. love that movie. That's uh, one of my it's, it's, top five. You mean, could happily sit down and watch just. It, it's one of those movies that if it's on you stop and start watching it don't you yes you know what I mean you know it's just and, and it doesn't matter what point you come into it no you will sit and watch it you just end. sit and watch it to the end even yeah. though you know what's happening and you've seen it millions of times you will still watch it yeah but, uh, but unlike but unlike a motorcycle or, or unlike your average motorcycle let's pop ourselves into reverse right mm-hmm. and we'll remind back and we'll remind back to the making and this is what makes this story one of our favourites so it's set in World War 2 and it's based on true stories from POWs being held by the Germans and it's about how a group tried to escape and some did get away so German military used BMW bikes during the war and with very few rideable examples available in 1962 they decided to take a Triumph TR6 and make it look like a BMW in order to create the famous chase and jump scene now while McQueen was a very skilled rider and would have done the jump itself the studio handed that task to stuntman and legendary California racer Bud Ekins who um, also introduced McQueen to motorcycles so Bud Ekins also was an an established Triumph dealer and one of the most successful in the US so when McQueen um, went on to other movies and in his spare time was an ambassador for Triumph and would often be seen racing them in competition um, this scene was created a few years back by Guy Martin on a modern triumph. It is a legendary moment in movie history, but also an iconic moment for triumph. Because if you know about triumph, you know about that film. Everybody knows the Steve McQueen road triumphs. I you know? And and there's a whole pile. I mean, if it's like there was Steve McQueen stuff brought out. As, as kind of merchandise with Triumph and also Barber Barber's got a whole big treat Steve McQueen motor, Barber International Steve McQueen motorcycle range stuff I'm sure we talked about remember when, yeah. remember when Triumph brought out the Steve McQueen scrambler aye I know you know I, mean? Just, I would have cut my I would yeah, have cut a kidney out to have one of them it was absolutely, absolutely. beautiful it was so cool and um, so uh, so it and and you know, there's, there's there's kind of there's loads of other wee things saying, you know, it wasn't just the fact that there was there wasn't that many rideable versions of it. McQueen insisted he wanted to ride a Triumph, make it look like a BMW. There's all these wee kind of kind of um, you know kind of urban legends and things going around about it, which just which just adds to the kind of iconic nature of the of the moment in the film. So yeah, absolutely love the fact that that's there, and and I being a fan, love that it's a Triumph. Aye, aye, that's the Love love that I know that it's a triumph You know, unfortunately anyone who sits down Or is in my house When the Great Escape comes on I pull out (laughs) that wee factoid To which people go Yeah, no, you know Wonder where you were going with that there You told me that there (laughs) So, yep, no, absolutely Here's your triangle 
Easy right? tiger. So anyway. Well, so, we yeah, could, what else? Where we could fanboy over the Great Escape for Hours and probably... And nearly probably did there, a, nearly did. There's probably a whole thing in there. There's probably a whole, you mean, episode podcast on that. But in 1966, um, Bud Elmore uh, wins the Daytona 200 on a 500cc Tiger. And what makes it special is that he started for the back of the grid. Also that year, another world record-breaking moment as the... the Gyronaut X1 Streamliner sets a speed of 245 mile an hour at the Bonneville Salt Flats and again it was powered by two Triumph 650cc engines now, the following year, 1967 um, Gary Nixon repeats the Daytona 200 success and John Hartle has success in the Isle of Man production TT and also Evil Knievel jumps the fountains at the Las Vegas Caesars Palace on a Bonneville T120 TT special Evil Knievel Legendary. I know, I know. Um, It's like in one year they've again held the Daytona 200 success Got to win at Isle of Man and Evil Knievel just jumps a fountain. Do you know what I mean? As you do, you know. All on trial. F- Fonz might have jumped a shark, but Evil Knievel jumped a fountain. Aye. So, before we leave the 60s, there is one more pivotal moment. The introduction of Triumph's new engine, the 750cc Triple, which is the first in the Triumph Trident and also the BSA Rocket 3. Um, and remember, Triumph Trident is, is now a new they brought the Trident name back Triumph have. Yes they That's have cool. um, Designed by Bert Hopwood And Doug Hale His This torque rich Triple Trident Would start the bloodline Of Triumph Triples And give the company uh, a, a number of race wins In the years to come That triple power lineage Is still in In A is still there today with the speed and the street triples the Tiger 900 and the 1200 and let us not forget the beast that is the Rocket 3 and the I'm, beast I am going to take that I'll put my deep voice on for that minute I'm going for that very right <laughs> that's just I I'm going to take that go. I'm going to take that rocket out I've already spoken to Ed a Triumph um, and, he's, and he's like just Jefferson. come in and have a go um, so yes looking forward to that one um, between 1970 and 1975, Triumph won consecutive Isle of Man production TTs um, with a 750 Trident, which was now famously known as Slippery Sam. Um, but in 1975, Trident production came to an end. For the rest of the 70s and the early 80s, there really isn't much to tell with regards to Triumph. Yeah. In 83, despite help from the government, the cooperative goes into liquidation, but the intellectual property and the Triumph brand is bought by John Bloor and R&D into modular competent production starts behind closed doors in a bid to build a number of bikes on a single production line due to share components. Um, 1984 sees the, the... Demolishment. That's a great word, mate. Demolishment. It's a brilliant word, isn't it? That's, I love it. Demolishment. A stunning word. I actually feel. I actually feel doing research on these podcasts over the last year and a bit has actually made me more intelligent. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. <laughs> so, ninety eight four season. The t- <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, it's the demolishment of the old Meriden factory to make way for a housing estate with a lot of the streets being named after Triumph motorcycles. Yeah, it's like so, Bonneville Road and Trident Way and things like that. Do you know what I mean? Oh, it's it's quite... Evil Can Evil Avenue. Um, and that's, there's no one Evil Can Evil Avenue, but it's just. No, no, it's just. Evil Can Evil Crescent. 
Yes, that would be quite. I would quite happily stay there. Uh, totally, absolutely. Um, if Elvis Presley can have a boulevard, evil can evil can have a crescent. That's what I say. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> <laughs> oh. yeah. Moving on. Let's can we get a, peti- a petition, please, for there to be an evil can evil crescent somewhere in Britain? Right. Aye. Ideally, on a straight road, just to really confuse folk. Just, <laughs> just to really confuse folk. Um, a new. A new 10-acre factory starts construction in Hinkley in Leicestershire in 1988 with pre-production happening starting later that year with the first models being unveiled just over a year later in 1990 at the Cologne Show. Triumph makes a high-profile return at the Cologne Show unveiling the unfair Trident 750cc and 900cc triples. The Touring Trophy 900cc triple and the 1200cc four and the sporty Daytona 750cc triple oh. and the 1000cc four. I love a Daytona, right? Oh, the still, Daytona is I still love a Triumph Daytona, especially in yellow. Fun enough, no yes. surprise there. Yes, you know, but they, they still turn my head to this day when, when, when they go when you go past. One past the other day, and I was just like, "Hello, oh, I know, I know." That's, uh, oh, aye, easy. Yeah. Uh, early nineties sees Triumph steadily grow and start to reestablish themselves as a brand across Europe and the USA, not only with its new range of bikes, but also with its new range of Triumph Triple Connection clothing. In 1996, when Triumph showcases their first fuel-injected machine, and to say it bursts onto the scene is an understatement, it created a lengthy deposit list, not only for its performance, but also because it was stunningly beautiful and a a wonderful piece of machinery. But 1996 saw the introduction of the Daytona T595. The end of the 20th century sees... The first part of Triumph's second plant in Hinkley uh, being completed, and this will be known as Triumph Factory 2. That Daytona, that, that Daytona, I'm sure, is the one they used in one of the Mission Impossible movies. I'm sure it was that yeah. and a speed triple. Uh, I think you're right. I think I'm pretty sure. I, I think it's it was a Triumphs. I've used Triumphs in a few of the yeah. a few of the um, a few but of the, 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 the is just and, uh, it's just filthy. It's beautiful, you know. Uh, but but uh, you've got to love right the fact that they've got the Daytona, right? The, the, you know they've got the the Speed Twin, they've got the Thunderbird, they've got the you know the Trident and all that, and all they can do is call their second factory Triumph Factory Two. I know. You know, you think, come on, guys. I know, but you know? if I mean, I'd much rather they took their creative side and put it into naming the bikes, as opposed to you mean the guy that names the factories been allowed to name bikes because that would have been. Well, that, that that's 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 worse, you know. Aye. You know, you know. It, it, I'm glad that the that it's not the same person. Hopefully, naming no. the bikes and the factories. That's the main thing. No. So right, right. We've done we've done the 20th century. 20th century is just out the window now, right? The two IK hasn't happened the way people thought it was. It just it was just a case of turning your machine off, turn it back on again. It was yep. sorted, right? Prince made a fortune. Pan- yep, absolutely. Well, Smith made a wee bit of money. Uh, exactly, you know, getting jiggy with it. He was just, you know, happily getting on there. So now we're in the year 2000. The year 2000, a bit of a pulp there. Right. Um, anyway, in a decade uh, and Triumph's rebirth at the Clone Show, the famous Bonville name returns to the Triumph lineup with its retro classic styling and a modern 790cc parallel twin. It attracts young and old from all genders and classes because of not only its looks, but its handling and its functionality. 2002, this gives us Triumph's 100-year celebration and the launch of the four-cylinder Daytona 600. I'm not even past my bike test at this point, just so you know. 
I know. 2004. 2004, I passed my right test. Um, and launched the four-cylinder Daytona 600. However, that same year, disaster. A major fire in Factory 1 destroys the engine in Sashi. Sashi? I've been watching too much RuPaul. Sashi away. RuPaul's drag race, right? So, um, a major fire in Factory 1 destroys the engine in the. Ch- the, the the chassis, chassis. What is the right? What chassis? Chassis, chassis, isn't it? It's a chassis. Chassis. Aye, chassis. Chassis. Jeez, oh, mm. yeah. I do know what I'm right. Uh, quite, I hate to, but just, 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 just to stop there, right? But uh, I've been watching Ted Lasso, right? Yeah. And it's something that I hadn't watched. I thought I'm going to sit and watch. Oh, so good, so good, it's so good. And there's a there's a couple of episodes where they have this moment where they they say a word and they go, "That doesn't sound right," and they keep saying it and they keep saying it and they keep saying it. Yeah. Chassis is one of those words. Yeah. Chassis. chassis, chassis, chassis. So the engine and chassis assembly chassis. line, um, and uh, and the stores. So while a six-month rebuild took place, it meant no production was going on at that time. Not a bad news. Triumph also opened another imaginative <laughs> name. Same guy doing name in the next factory, Factory Three. Well done, Ken. Uh, it's it's first facility in Thailand. Ken, there we go. Ken. Thailand Ken used to be a wee shop that sat in most, uh, in most, uh, you know, next to um, Timson's train stations, next to <laughs> Timson's train stations, where you could get a last-minute uh, Christmas gift for your nan with a, from a silk, a synthetically released silk scarf, and your grandpa for a, a Santa Claus tie that when you press the ball it played jingle bells. There you go. That's Thailand. No, it was Thai rack. Of course, it was Thai rack. Thai rack. See, I thought Thai rack was where the Americans invaded back in the nineties, but that's. I am, was aye. not quite either. Aye. Anyway. For, sorry, clo- for you know. clothing and mass destruction. No, you're right. You're absolutely right. Anyway. So uh, it's first facility in Thailand, yeah. So. <laughs> 2003 sees Triumph back to racing. Um, wins with Bruce. Bruce. I'm doing it now. With Bruce. <laughs> so that's my fault. Bruce. Bruce Anstey. Bruce, if you're listening, sorry. Um, we're in the Junior 600 race at the TT. Again, It's this is Triumph's first TT win in 27 years by this point. 2004, the year Ian passed his test uh, And the Rocket 3 becomes the largest capacity production bike in the world I think at that point it was a 2.3 litre It was, a, um, the, the guy that I used to take my bike to um, For servicing back when I first when I first passed my test And had the wee Suzuki 600 um, uh, He had one and uh, honestly it was, it was hum- And that, even then it was humongous Humongous, humongous I think I did that kind of pale blue colour, I think I'm going to say, right? So kind of oh, metallic pale blue. I think they're bringing uh, that pale blue kind of back. Anyway. Uh, yeah. uh, 2006 brings the production of the Daytona 675 uh, with the triple engine uh, that goes on to win multiple Super Sports Awards. And also, in 2006, Ken's at it again. We've got another new factory opening up in Thailand for production. It's called Factory 4. 2007, oh no, Ken's amazing. Uh, 2007 heralds in a brand new street triple, a bike that has a mix of old school flavour and styling, but with the performance and handling of the now successful Daytona 675. And another year, another factory. Thailand opens Factory 5. Mm. 2008, see. I was, I, was, I was going to put one in that, to be fair. What, were you? Uh, Aye. I wonder what the next factory we called. I don't know. Dave? What? Beige? Dave? <laughs> Dave? Factory, Aye, factory Dave. Factory Dave. Aye. Yeah. Factory Dave. Uh, 2008 sees uh, the pinnacle of the Daytona 675 success. Glenn Richards this year wins the British Super Sport Championship on MEP Embassy Daytona 675, Hinkley's first British Championship. 
Uh, the 2000s so far have been very rewarding to Triumph. And as 2009 rolls around, Triumph decided to move into the R sector. Ooh. I'll, try and, I'll make sure I pronounce that properly for people that don't realise. The R, R. sector. R. 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 And, and no, that they're not making pirate bikes. R. But the R I think they are maybe racing. With their first bike, I think you could be right. I think you may be possibly just spot on there, fun spot on. With the first bike, the Street Triple R. Like the Street Triple, but with some serious upgrades to handling, braking, and suspension. This takes the bike to a higher class of motorbiking in. So at the start of the new decade, Triumph Hinkley make another first. A belt-driven machine. The 1600cc parallel twin Thunderbird, and that goes on to win Cruiser of the Year as voted for by US magazine Cycle World 2011. That's, that's quite important. Think about yeah. it. That's a British built, built driven cruiser that wins Cruiser of the Year, voted by an American magazine. Yep, US magazine, British cruiser. Harley must have been raging. I, 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 I would suspect there was a few squeaky bums in Harley oh, at the time there been I would imagine shit getting flown about all the place exactly um, they'd have been slapping their belts out the way 2011 Triumph builds it's f- half a millionth 500,000 half a millionth half a millionth <laughs> That's another good word, isn't it? Half a millionth. millionth. Yes, it's my my half a millionth um, um, drink. Um, Triumph builds its 500,000th Hinkley model, and it turns out that it is a speed triple. And also this year, Factory 6 is opened. But not... Let it say down there. I thought it was Factory Dave Dave there. Um, And the first in Brazil... There you go. So that maybe that's why they didn't want to, they didn't want to throw Dave straight in at the Brazilians here. They, they thought you were nuts. Brazil nuts that is. <laughs> so the following year Triumph celebrates hundred and ten years and sales worldwide are hitting fifty thousand units annually for the first time. They also launch a new twelve hundred Tiger Explorer and Trophy and provide some major updates to the Street Triple and the Daytona. 2013 sees a new Thunderbird Commander and LT. Thunderbird Commander sounds like an awesome bat kit. It does. Or a Jerry Anderson spin off series. It's one of that the is two, true. right? That is true. You know. Why could that guy not be naming factories? Triumph taking on Harley Davidson on home soil. 2014 gives Triumph another couple of racing wins with Gary Johnson winning the Supersport TT at the Isle of Man and Billy McConnell winning the British Supersport Championship both on Daytona 675 R's the pirate version also this year on the same Daytona Danny Eslick wins the prestigious Daytona 200 again, giving Triumph its first win there in 47 years. Boom. Boom. Mic drop. 2015-2016 becomes a great period for the modern Triumphs. Not only do we see a new speed triple, we are also introduced to the adventure bike, the Tiger Explorer. The Bonneville family gets a, an overhaul with a 900 Street Twin, a one T120 and a Thruxton and Thruxton R. Shortly after, we get a new Street Cup. Hey. Hello, Abigail. A T100, a Street Scrambler and then the Bonneville Bobber. 
all making a range of modern classics. That period, right, just as we stop and interject, that period, that 2015, was obviously when I was doing CBTs and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And I remember when you bought Abigail and brought it mm-hmm. in and I thought, oh, that's beautiful. And then heard it and I went, oh my God, that sounds amazing. Ah, and every that. bike in that kind of era, you know what I mean? Or in that little it just kind of sounds so good. Sounds so good. so good. And you know it's them. You know it's, you know it's you me know coming it's when, I'm, when I'm pulling it out. Aye, well. absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, a couple of years go past though, and there's some updates to the range. And in 2019, Triumph returned to top tier racing as official engine suppliers to the FIM Moto2 World Championship with a race tune variant of the Street Triple 765cc. That's a big thing, obviously. Um, 2020 sees the return of an old name. The Trident, the Trident 660, a fun character-packed triple with agile handling and affordable price option um, for entry-level uh, on new riders. Yeah, and, so and they're selling loads and, of them. And they're selling either chuckling about the, the showrooms. They're they are beautifully put together. They look cracking. They've just brought them out in a beautiful orange, haven't they? Oh, they got the oh, it back. Orange, oh, stunning, right? Uh, but it's but I think uh, you know for what you're getting and the cost of that bike is just it's pitched beautifully for that entry level new rider just pass your test oh, but you want a bit of fun and you want something to look pretty cool yeah and there's loads Absolutely. of little things yeah. you could do to that just to make it look that wee bit different for, for every for every kind of I'll, I'll say negative bit of criticism that I've read about it there's 10 20 positive bits of criticism Aye. about about that bike and you know and, and, and the negative criticism about people that don't usually like that type of bike anyway you know, no. so it's kind of exactly. So it's um, so I I do think it's got some, you know, if, if you're an entry level rider or a new rider, you know, and you're looking for a bit of fun uh, and get the best bang for your buck, it's one. It's definitely worth a look. Aye. Get yourself down to your triumph deal and, and see if you can get a wee spin around on it. Definitely, you know. Um, also this year, they did the TE One electric project. Well, they announced it and they set to work with the R and D into future bikes and the triumph lineup. Um, and we've talked about the the TE one project a few times over yep. the podcast, and the the bikes just look, you know, you can see the level of advanced technology that they're they're researching and they're developing and they're pulling together, and there's the different phases. It's just a it's just a it's been a lovely thing to watch happen and and see happen. I think that the only thing was when we talked about it, was it last last podcast we talked uh, about it, was it when last we said when we said that they're not making any of the no. bike that they, that no, they it was, created. It was an experiment. But the whole po- yeah, it was an experiment, but the whole point is though that the technology and the information that they have got on that experiment will, you know, you'll see an electric Trident, you'll see an electric Bonville, you'll see an electric Bobber probably, um, you know, at some point in the future, you know, um, and, uh, you know, when we're talking to the guys, um, you know, later on in the podcast, uh, the, you know, it's quite obvious that, you know, we are being pushed towards the world of electricity, you know, um, and I don't mean as in watching Billy Elliot the musical. We've been pushed towards, you know, the fact that you know fossil fuel, fuel-driven bikes, you know, polluting bikes are are, are not are, are not the way the world is going to go eventually. So, um, whether it happens by twenty thirty, whether it's pushed on, whether there's caveats that twist and change that, I do think you know that I think that's that's going to be super fluid anyway, you know. But you know, but it's but it's happening, and it's not not going to happen. So triumph, you know, rather than you know rather than do a Harley where they bring out the live wire, 
you know, and 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 they bring it out, and then it's just sitting there. And we talked about this, and they, and we and we talk about it a bit when we're chatting to the guys or, or guests on as well later on. But you know, rather than have that, here's our electric bike. Right, let's get back to the 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 one one fours and one one sevens and you know and let's look again at the you know what we're doing try and I think if they if they get this right and bring out all, all their bikes but still you know do it then they they they're, they're they're maybe getting ahead of the game they simply yeah. feel that they're maybe getting a, ahead of the game you know um, because there's a lot of competitions coming up we have talked and and you know many times about the Tron bikes about your zeros about your you know you know your verge verge isn't it verge, the, yeah. is the Tron bike isn't it you yeah, know there's loads demons, of different demons yeah, and all that loads. kind of stuff right you know um, so if if Chime can bring all that stuff and bring it into like real classic retro looking stuff as well. Um, but still make it look and feel like an, elect- like an electric bobber. Oh. Aye, I know absolutely. It'll be just it'll just be um, it'll be a game changer for for all the industry. I think you know if if they if they pitch it right and get it right, you know. Yeah. And and I just I just I've just got this feeling they have or they are they 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 seem to just be that bit much more ahead of the curve, you know, because they're they're, they're seeing the writing on the wall. Essentially, maybe a bit quicker. Yep, no, I absolutely, you know. totally agree, mm. totally agree. Mm. But to, to, to offer it in all different formats is probably is probably the way to go just now. Right, I I think if they do something quite traditional and quite kind of retroy, something yeah. that someone would buy as a, a a little Sunday blast bike, you know what I mean? Like a wee Bonneville, like a wee equivalent of a wee T one hundred or a T twenty, a T one twenty. But you plug um, in, but I have a plug-in version. You mean just so, so, uh, so, so that that's that's my kind of feeling in, in my in my in my in my biking boots. That's what I, <laughs> what I sense. We should hopefully see quite soon. Last year, Triumph sold their one millionth bike. One millionth sounds better than half a millionth. Half a millionth. Their half a millionth bike. Half their one millionth. millionth bike. You know, um, from their Hinkley Bluer era, and also commit to another three years of supplying to the Moto Two, and also entering into motocross and the enduro market. So they're really up in their project. And obviously, a lot of these markets are also going to be, without batting on about electric, are going to have an electric side of things as well. The Formula E stuff and cars and all yep. that and these kind of things. So yep. it's going to be really interesting to see. And that brings us up to their one hundred and twentieth year, which is to this. Year so far, the TE1 project has concluded, and as we said, the work put into that has been taken off and put into the new future drone board for bikes. Um, so today, Triumph have a global turnover of six hundred and fifty million pounds plus. They have sold over one million bikes from Hinkley and have over a hundred thousand plus visitors to the factory experience, which I've still not managed to get to, but I will make it a kind of go-to tip as soon as I can. Yep. Um, in twenty twenty-one, they sold eighty-one thousand five hundred forty-one bikes worldwide through its 734 dealerships in 57 countries and it also has five manufacturing facilities and in total employs 2,000 people globally producing and selling 20 different models wow so that's the first 125 years 120 years 125 with that couple. 125, that's the first 120 years so who knows what they're going to have to offer in the next 120 but I think it's going to be super exciting I couldn't agree more. You know what I mean? And I think it was good that we covered that. You know what I mean? Because again, it's yeah. quite a big thing. Yeah, I know it's there's loads of things happening at the minute, news wise. Yeah, we've got loads of contents. We will and we will be getting another podcast out super soon. 
Yes, you know? and we'll cover off. But, we'll go back to traditional news, but I just think it was one of those things. It was too much of a, too much of a notable, poignant, I mean, celebration. Not, to, yep. not to touch it. Do you mean? So, so. And, and myself being a fanboy. Yes, Triumph fanboy and, and owner. I, um, yes, and owner of a Triumph still. So um, yeah, absolutely super excited. So um, uh, it's just great to just read all the stuff that that in their history and and how from kind of the brink of disaster they've been brought back and have been brought back to this real amazing force of high quality, um, affordable machines. Like yep. that's another nice thing about a Triumph. So the, the prices are not ridiculous. You no, know, no, really affordable. To some of the other. Big manufacturers, your BMWs and your Ducatis and things. Aye, and that Tiger that I rode literally at the weekend, because we're recording this at the weekend, but at the weekend, um, it was so smooth. It literally just glides around the the bends and stuff. It was really, really quite smooth. So, aye, can't fault them. Anyway, for all that was not our usual, that was... The news. The news. The news. What's up next? Well, we're going to do this. The big question. But it's not actually a big question. It's more of a big interview. Now, we're obviously recording this just now, but a couple of days ago, we actually had a special guest on. Um, We actually spoke to the founder um, and CEO of Sterling Eco, uh, Robert Grace. Um, So what we'll do is we'll let you hear that interview in its entirety, and then we'll come back and we'll have a chat about it. Roll VT. It's not VT though, is it? It's AT. AT. Roll at that. Roll the at Roll the at Roll the at That didn't really sound like anything. No, Star not being in that no. out. <laughs> <laughs> Today's special guest is founder and CEO of Stirling Eco, a fully electric motorbike store based in London, but we'll come on to that a bit more later. Um, Their bikes are awesome. If you haven't seen them, guys, we'll put links up to their site, their socials and stuff. You need to see it. It's something else. It needs to be seen to be believed. Um, But we're really looking forward to this one. So welcome to the show, Robert Grace. Thanks, guys. It's a pleasure to be here. Excellent. Um, exciting for me to be talking about uh, our uh, company on this podcast. It'd be great. Yeah, and yeah. I think first off, let's 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 just cover it off. We are a little bit disappointed <laughs> because your wingman, your creative director, your ambassador for Watsits, which we may or may not go into. <laughs> yeah. T, he can't. He couldn't join us tonight. We will follow up with uh, with T and Robert again and some of the other gang as well. But this is just a nice introduction to let everyone know just exactly what what Stirling Eco and all that's going to suffer about. Absolutely. I think that if I'm here on my own, then we. are probably have quite a civilised conversation because with everyone else in the room it becomes what Billy Connolly would, uh, you know, uh, he'd describe as a riotous assembly. Yes. <laughs> sometimes they're the best, to be honest. Yeah, no, I know, yeah, they are. It's, we, the thing about work and the great thing about having a group of creative people around you is I'm, we're really stoic in our philosophy and we, every lunchtime order food in and sit down at a dining table and eat together in the office. Let the walls... Yeah, so, yeah, like the Waltons, yeah. And it's just, you know, and if we've got, if people are in the showroom at the, at the time that the food arrives, we just invite them to sit down with us. Oh, that's brilliant. You know, and it's good. Oh, cool. And it's that a real so cool, cool. Um, but we laugh. We definitely laugh a lot. And, um, you know, we we we, uh, we do tend to uh, take the rides out of each other quite a lot as well, which is good. 
Good banter in the office. Excellent. Nice. Um, we obviously have a little set of group questions which help stimulate the conversation. But before we do that, do you want to give a little brief introduction as to Sterling Eco? Um, Absolutely, just yeah. How you guys came about and what you guys are doing that's so different from everyone else at the minute? Well, um, I'm a, a craftsman by trade. So it started off with you know, my, my previous life. Um, and I, I served an apprenticeship as a ceramic wall and floor tiler. Um, I did a city guild and I was fortunate that I won pretty much every award in the industry. So um, at, at, at 22, when I finished my course, I, I, I was quite well qualified. And then at 25, I was in the Middle East fixing mosaic domes into palaces. Um, so I worked at the top end of my um, trade for 30 odd years and worked with some fantastic craftsmen, architects and designers um, and worked for pretty much every royal family in the world as well. And it was in about four years ago, I was asked to decorate a bike. Um, by when you German say decorate, company. do you mean like ceramic tile a bike or do you mean well, decorate? I gild as, in- as well. So I use 24 karat gold gilding and, and wow. what have you. Wow. Some of my nice. so, um, I use precious metals and the, the German company sent this bike over because they wanted me to, uh, you know, pimp, pimp this bike basically because they, <laughs> they wanted it for a show. And when it came over, um, I, I put, we put the bike together in the, in the workshop and we sat on it as a step through electric moped. And you're talking about three, four years ago. There was nothing like it in the UK at all. Um, and we got on this thing. The torque was instant. Uh, the performance of this thing was brilliant. So I sat down and thought, there, we know what the government's narratives are, you know, and they are squeezing everybody off of the, the out of cars and eventually out of fuel, basically, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. alternative fuels. Um, and we know it's going to happen and they can turn a screw or let the screw off a little bit, depending on how, you know, but Britain as a company, as a country is leading the way. It's one of the, the you know, the path uh, finders for that. So um, I kind of thought that um, because there was no real technology like it in the UK, why not design and manufacture our own electric bike. And in which case, because I've been fortunate to work with some of the finest architects and designers, I know that the holy grail of design is to keep something of the old and make it look new. And that's what we've done with the electro ride. We've made it look like a a chopper with a great big hole where the motor used to, should be basically. Oh, it looks amazing. Yeah. And uh, the performance on it is, it's, 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 it'll, it'll out, class anything in its class technology wise um, and the other thing is is from a business point of view setting up a company like that or coming up with a design it wouldn't be anything that we because everything was self-financed as well it wouldn't be anything that we'd be preaching to the converted with you couldn't take this moped and to the motorbiking fraternity and say look this is the next great thing because they like the smell of GTR and leather and tobacco, don't they? So you're not going to really change that. <laughs> and although as, we could develop, chaps. although as a uh, as an innovation company, we could develop a fragrance to sell to them when they buy one of these electric bikes. But um, and the uh, so it had to be entry level. So it had to be. So we have to think about this massive group of people that are wanting to get onto two wheels or seeking uh, an inexpensive, smart. Um, alternative to what's out there basically um and then on the, the new design that we have we've we've been in this industry for two years now and our new design will knock the socks off of all bikers and we can i can guarantee you that and when we launch this bike at the mcia show in december and um, we can have a conversation about that because we i'm convinced that 
that we we've cracked it with our new design of bike because we've answered all the questions that we've heard from bikers, particularly at the um, NCIA show in um, at the NEC. So we I designed we designed the Electro Ride. Um, we manufacture it and um, we sell it. So we've taken a showroom at 60 The Highway in Wapping. Um, it's an old Volkswagen car showroom. And I was helped with that showroom because a dear friend of mine is Alan Day, Volkswagen. So he was moving out and I kind of slipped in under the radar with the lease. So um, this is what I mentioned before we came on air about no man that you ever meet that makes a success of himself is a self-made man. We've all had help or a bit of luck sure. along the way. Yeah, yeah. And so we took the showroom and within two days of me being in the showroom, I met T. You know, he, he was riding past with a GoPro on and I waved him into the showroom. And um, I, I'm, I'm mentor for the Enterprise of London and the Mayor of London in communication skills. So communication or being able to communicate with people is so, it's so much more important than a master's degree in law. It doesn't matter if you have a master's degree or if you're dyslexic, your ability to communicate is crucial in how you get on in business. I, I believe that anyway. Yep. And uh, mm-hmm. I just, I just hit T, T was just when I saw, when I met him and saw his smile and the way that he was as an individual, I thought this guy's got to be the face of what I'm doing. And it, it walked, he walked through the door and he'd been made redundant the day before. So this is all about the serendipity I was talking about, you know, before the, we got live and, um, I've seen him every day since and without his direction or without him, uh, you know, a, a generation younger than me um, and the energy that he has and that he's put into this business with the social media and his understanding of all of that kind of um, thing, we probably would have taken a much different direction. I would probably be just decorating individual bikes with 24 karat gold and selling them to the, to an elite group. Whereas now we sell our bike start at 2,650 and I've just decorated one, which we sold for 20,000. So they go from, from anybody, (laughs) you know, it's affordable up to having, you know, Swarovski crystal and 22 carat champagne gold on it, you know? So that's the beautiful thing about what we do. So that's basically how we got to this point now. And then everybody that's um, connected with the company, um, has came in at the right time. And it's almost like you really need to write this down because um, I th- I'm a believer that in Britain, although it, things are really, really tough, I mean, everybody's getting smashed to bits at the moment, but if you can't make a success of a business in Britain, I don't think you can make a success of a business anywhere, you know, because we do have a lot of opportunity. Mm. Um, and it's, it, you know, it's, I think it's all about attitude. Uh, and luck, because you know it's not it's Absolutely. not just it's yeah. not just attitude. But if you put hundred percent in, you get a hundred percent out, and you and you believe, and you you know, if you're being stretched, I always say to T, if you think you're being stretched, take a breath and say to yourself, go and stretch me a little bit more. And that's what I that's my attitude with it. And um, we've got a fantastic amount of energy. The gallery is um, the showroom's built around the Bickerton Grace Gallery, an art gallery that I set up with Anne-Marie Bickerton. Um, and we now have over a hundred artists involved in that particular gallery. Our artwork, and some, oh, some of the stuff you yeah. see hanging in the background, especially if you guys are doing a live or something like that, some of the stuff's phenomenal. 
So, and, and there's such a, if you think a hundred different eyes from all over the world yeah. and art's conjecture, conjecture, isn't it? So someone taped a banana to the wall and they call it art, you see? So yeah. what some people like as art might not like particular artists, but when you've got a diverse number of artists, like hundred from across the uh, globe, from all over the world, there's some beautiful art and some really smart, talented artists. And when we got uh, from a, biking point of view i've got a bike which is entry level we can't preach to the converted we have to look at this new group of of individuals that may or may not want to look at a a sensible alternative to the way that we travel um an affordable way as well and um how do we connect more with the motorbike world so i I went and approached dave bristow extreme art studio he's the best airbrush artist in the country top three in the world, award-winning. He has 200 students at his airbrush art school. I went to see him and I said, Dave, I know I know how good you are. I know what he charges for putting artwork on a Harley Davidson or whatever. But I said to him, I really want you to be able to put artwork on the Electro ride and we need to sell it for less than £5,000. Can you do it? And he took one look at my business plan and he said, I'm in. And I he is now on a big retainer each month because he believed in what we were doing, um, became part of the team. And now, you know, it's um, I, I've done everything that I said I would do with him. And that's pleasing for me. It's pleasing for the whole team because even T mentions, yeah. T said, everything you said in that video, when I very first met him, he said, Rob, everything you said in that video two years ago, you've done. And I thought, wow, that's... <laughs> Because we're all dreamers, aren't we? You know, if you sit and start up a business, particularly in the creative world, we're all dreamers. We dream yeah. about great things. But if they can manifest into reality, then you've really, really cracked it. And you're just on to the next idea or the next, you know, innovation. That's what innovation is. And that's why the, the business is really exciting um, for us. It's a new concept because electric, you guys are bikers, so you know that... Um, we nobody we're all guilty of not doing anything until it jumps up and bites us in the ass. We're all guilty of that. Yeah. And to convert from petrol, these beautiful bikers like like um, Ian, you have a Harley. The difference between right, riding the big old beast that's the sound, you know, the torque, yeah, you know, of, of of that old Harley, to convert that into a completely different system is is something that most people say nope, not going to do it. I don't want to do it. I like the sound, you know, but unfortunately we're called, we call it um, motorbikes now dodos because they're headed for extinction. They're headed for extinction. And it's not anything that bikers want. It's what the government's narratives are. You know, they're they're, they're making them extinct. Mm -hmm. So at the MCIA show, I, we met, there were a hundred thousand visitors last December to NEC and we had eight people on my stand. Most bikers were like looking at the bikes like this as if we just reinvented the wheel. <laughs> what is it? You know, but I, I said to them, you know, cause it's, you're, you're like a immovable object traveling at this, but innovation is doing this. And at some point yes. the paths will cross. So as an innovation company or innovation based, what do we need to do to make you think, well, hang on a minute. I do want to have a look at that bike. I think Harley, Harley tried it with the live wire Um, uh, and it's a great bike, but they're not going to, you're not going to convert a Harley rider onto a live wire for 28 grand. 
No, that that was oh, that was the mistake yeah. Harley made, and the other mistake they made was they stopped at that point. They thought we've cracked it. That's a good bit of kit. We'll just leave it there. Ewan and Charlie are going to drive it from you mean Pushwire all the way up to California. That's it. We're made. But if you actually ridden it for any great length, the one that Ewan and Charlie took is not the one you buy in a shop. It yeah. was so modified. It had better suspension. It had slightly it had a reach handlebar. It was more. It would probably have been a lot more comfy to drive because of what it was doing. If you've ridden the actual live wire, yeah, it's a nice bike. It's a great piece of technology. But it wasn't that comfy to ride for any great period of time. And I think that's mm. the difference when you look at the electro the electro ride. <clears throat> yeah. It looks super comfy. It's got a big padded seat, it's got the apes on it. You know I mean and it's customizable. It's like why did you mean Harleys or Zeros or Energy? Because well, the, th- not- the thing is, you can buy ten electro rides for the cost of one. Uh, <laughs> I'll just buy one, one in ten bucks. Otherwise, won't. You see what I mean? Yeah. So it's and that's the difference because and when Prince Charles mentioned that you know um, sustainability has to be affordable, people can't afford to convert to electric. Now, most people can't afford an electric car because I think there's only thirty nine in the world that are less than thirty grand. Yeah. Yeah. And you can't just go and buy a second-hand electric car like you could if you wanted to go and pick up a car for your yeah, totally. for your, for your uh, partner or for your son or your daughter or whatever. You know, you can't go and spend a couple of grand on the first car. It's, no, it's not going to happen. That doesn't happen anymore. So uh, we have to look at sensible alternatives. So as an entry-level bike, from a business point of view, we had to do something that was entry-level. You can ride it on a CBT. Uh, with a learner's license um, and the performance wise it goes up to 45 miles an hour and we now have three battery options 30 miles 39 and 78 miles because we've the R&D means we've got two batteries in the footwell now ah, and we've converted that into cool. 78 miles and these primarily if you uh, we, we you know I said we're going to start in the urban areas where the population is we didn't. so you can't please all of the people obviously and no, we used to no. get people saying that 30 miles that's you know ridiculous and it's you know forty five miles now is not fast enough, but in the cities that's more than ample. It's ample. Oh yeah, totally. You know you don't go over forty five when you're taking. In fact, I'm, I'm more bike in the cities actually. An almost a horrible thing to ride. Yeah, well, because yeah, yeah, they're, yeah. they're not they're not designed to, to sit at traffic lights and you know kind of up and down. And yeah, I, I yeah, find it's especially, especially in this weather. It's just so frustrating. <laughs> uh, especially in this weather. Especially yeah, in this totally. weather. You mean? Yeah, well, the, 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 these little electro rides they're they're quicker than anything between the lights. They're like little rocket ships. They're really they weigh seventy six kilos. Um, when you sit on one, it's like it's like sitting on a push bike. So at the top, it's as light as a push bike for manoeuvring. It's instant torque, um, and they're perfect for riding around in the cities. And we speak to a lot of. Uh, bikers, big big bikers, that are turning to us for these bikes. They don't want to get rid of their the machines that they love, but they they're using these as an alternative because they don't want to fire up the beast just to go a couple of miles down the road, no. for instance. Yeah. So they use it. And the other thing is, is we sell more of these to people that are needing to get to and from work than we do anything else. Uh, well, that, that, know, was, it, that was that was another question which you I mean we didn't have on our notes but you just in talking there. You obviously that's two years because you're not long but you second two years birthday, old last yeah, two weeks ago. Yeah. So your yeah. second birthday. So that would have taken you back to you mean this time twenty twenty, which as we all yeah. know was like in the middle of Shitsville. You know I mean yes, the, right, yeah. the big sea as we're calling yeah. it. We don't even say the yeah. full word now. Yeah. Um do you think that uh, uh, 
What do you think the impact of that was? Because I, I'm thinking it's either it's either one of two things. But I want I would like to know you how you how did it go for you guys? There's a couple of things that that stick in my mind about the the whole COVID thing. First and foremost, from a business point of view, I mean, launching a business in 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 at that time, people must think unless you're selling masks or sanitizer, you you know you're you're a fool. Yeah, or you, or you know uh, somebody that works in the government high up. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, um, and if you um, so uh, normally, if you set a business up, you'd have a one year, three, five year plan, you know, and then you'd want an exit plan if you wanted to sell or you wanted to get out. But when COVID hit, you couldn't think two weeks ahead. You know, people were so confused by the message. And uh, but what I did is I sat down and I thought to myself, well, one, I think I'm young enough to recover if the wheel falls off, right? So it, with this particular business. Um, although I'm no spring chicken. Um, but I thought to myself, it, let's, let me, let's leap ahead five years. Cause innovation, if you're going to design anything, you want something that's, you want to know what, what's the world going to be like in five years time. So in an, in a way it was quite beneficial to think, hang on a minute, I'm sitting in the garden, you know, no planes overhead, you know, no one being allowed to move about or anything. What are the, what is the world going to be like in five years? And what would I want my world to be like in five years? Well, either from what was we were listening to at the time, the, the human population would have been eradicated by this disease and no one would have survived, or we'd have learned to live with it. So those, yeah. those were the two options. So we knew the human rights, you know, it would have survived. So I kind of thought, okay, well, let's step ahead five years. What do I want? What would I want? my cities and towns to be like in five years time and I thought to myself well art's really important to me and art is the only document that we have to prove our past yeah and less pollution has to be the future so I thought that's going to be the direction of this company you know that's where we're going with this we don't get involved in the political message of climate change because it's too polarizing and there's too much argument about it and then it brings it into the political sphere and we know what politicians are like you know we all know particularly what they'll have a debate about let's talk about climate change and it's too um, divisive but Less pollution is something that we can say, yeah, that, that's something that we do want. We don't want to see plastics in the oceans or overproduction, you know, or the food mountain wastes and stuff like that. So we, that's something that we, it's embarrassing not to agree with that message. So art and less pollution, that's, that's our message. And that's, that is embarrassing not to agree with And that's why we get so many celebrities that have connected with us because they all work in the creative industries mostly. And they they love the idea of the art, and they they know that they're doing something um, to help in a small way, um, not save the planet because then we get political. But about creating less pollution. Yeah, and we'll come on to some of those. We'll come on to some of your favourites and those in a minute because there's yeah, some yeah, some some, some reactions and some of those people we don't name names just yet have been absolutely yeah. dynamite. Um, yeah. Yeah, because the, the thing I think the thing we noticed was the biking community in general, right, just exploded with COVID because people were less inclined to use public transport. And people had a lot of disposable cash because a lot of people weren't 
but either furloughed or they were working from home therefore all yeah. the expense they have getting into cities and all that kind of stuff had, had, had gone and you could definitely see that there was, everyone being at home and not going out definitely had a change in the environment I think it definitely you were noticing it just felt a little bit cleaner and all that kind of stuff so it, I mean it was, I suppose again we talk about serendipity I think that, that was just a perfect time and I think probably for you guys to hit you mean hit the public at a moment in time where everything needed changed and you mean people's outlook and people's viewpoints and how they got about and how they would move in between the cities especially was just it was just they were, they were vulnerable they were right there for the picking um, yeah. and I think the other thing is as we talk about people moving in the cities I think a lot more cities are starting to bring in these I know obviously London does it and Birmingham's got it I think coming and Glasgow's got it coming is yeah. the, this low emissions and mm. low emission city centres and stuff like that yeah. and you I mean the wee electric bikes are just perfect for it it also it does come off of the back of the when when people are saying we are going to, you're not going to be able to buy a diesel or petrol car by 2030, right? And I mean us as a nation we understand this. You know you can't uh, bully the British public. No, they're unbullyable. You can't you can't bully them. They get their backs up, and so when you get told you're not. Um, you know, you we will not be making any diesel cars and petrol cars by 2030. You have to convert. That will say, well, I'll wait till 2030 because, or, and then we'll have a bun fight in 2030. Yeah. But you, so you're up against you. You are up against that. So there, I think that's where price comes into it. And when people are saying, well, it is going to happen. We know it's going to happen. I might just let me just have a look to see what the alternatives are out there. But they have to be affordability when when you guys introduce the bikes and you say they look fun they look great technically they're brilliant they're brilliant bits of technology really mm-hmm. simple virtually maintenance free super reliable um and uh when you put them up against the petrol equivalent they're quicker they you know they're, yeah. they're lighter then the performance is much better they're so much more economical so they beat the old-fashioned petrol um system hands down and the technology in the electric market is really fluid. The petrol technology is not going to get any better because, but the, 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 the electric um, technology is becoming more fluid. And then that is based in and around <coughs> battery technology, which we know is becoming, you know, the batteries are becoming smaller. And we know it was like when we all had our first mobile phones and now we've got tiny little, little phones. So we know the battery technology is very, very fluid as well, but that has to equate to, uh, pricing and you mentioned um, Darren that people had a lot of disposable income because of COVID. One of the things that I find um, with uh, the, but they also with having disposable in- income, not knowing what the future might be, makes people really cautious as well. Yeah, um, it's oh, absolutely cautious yeah. as well. <laughs> Where we were working out what our prices are, I mean, next week we're going to announce um, our latest thing that we're going to announce is that we're going to drop our prices. As soon as they announce what the inflation rate is, we're going to drop our prices by the inflation rate. Wow. So if the, if inflation's 10%, we're going to drop our prices 10%. If it's 11%, we're going to drop our prices by the rate of inflation because we we have to get people the opportunity to look at alternatives and that makes our bikes cheaper on a monthly payment than it is for an oyster card getting on the tube in london yeah and because i think and, and the other thing is is 
again, you talk about that battery technology, and the good thing is, people love us listening, thinking, oh, well, I can only get 30 or 36 miles. Yeah, but the battery literally just unclips, and you can take it in and plug it in. And you plug the, it and next to the kettle, you're not, right. Yeah, and you're, you're not having to actually run a big cable from one of these machines if it works. And the, the, type, two, type 2 charging is something that we thought about as well. Um, and this is another thing that if you leap into the future, um, I think Shell are boasting or some one of the big uh, petroleum companies or the energy companies are boasting that there are now more um, Type 2 chargers than petrol stations in London but each petrol station's got six or eight pumps so they're still <laughs> yeah, and, and that's assuming they're, that's assuming they're working when you get there or there's no an Audi parked in it that's right so, not having to go but, at Audis, but, <laughs> but their prices have gone up 20, 28% type 2 charging has gone up 28% yep. in the last three months so can you imagine we I know domestic charging you know electricity and energy prices going through the roof but we've stayed away from type 2 chargers because you have to be able to, if you, they won't be able to do with the domestic energy, what they're doing with the type two charging. Because once they control <coughs> that and everybody's on a type two charger and fighting each other at the pumps to get one or the, the charger to get one, the prices are going to be, you're going to be paying more to charge your car than you would be to charge your battery next to the kettle at home, Aye. basically. So yeah, yeah. that's why we've stuck with a, a normal um, domestic charging. Um, and we'll stay away from the type two chargers. And they say, like, uh, how long does it take to charge a battery? Four hours. It's cheaper to buy a second battery than it would to charge your car, you know, charge your bike oh. out on the type two charging in six yep. months. So mm-hmm. people, a lot of people buy second batteries anyway. And it's one of those so ones, keep one at work of, and keep one at home. Yeah, that's right. And so people, we we looked at that as well. You know, and as as we've had the questions, because we're, we, we're working in an unorthodox way in this industry we're from the outside in we're not bikers we're not from the motorcycle world um and we can speak of our experience of becoming bikers and that's another reason to get on two wheels because as bikers there's nothing like it when you get on your bike the freedom that you have no one can catch you stop you you know it's just a beautiful and you can weave through the traffic on our bikes particularly, yeah, you can get to where you're going unhindered in your own time. And it's, that's the beauty, the freedom that you feel when you're on a bike. And it, once you get that bug, you've got the bug basically. We, so oh, absolutely. You, you, un, you understand that. But what yeah. we, we wanted to do was uh, the, getting back to the affordability to be able to convert people. It has to be affordable. And as you mentioned, the bikes look fun. They look really smart. And I think, I tried to, I did an interview last year and the first thing the guy said was, wow, this looks fun. And I said, it is, but I tried and everyone was saying it looks fun, but I was trying to knock fun off the top of the list of how you describe the bikes because it's functional and affordable. Uh, you know, those, those are key. And yes, that why not um, travel to work and have everybody follow you up the road, you know, look, turn their heads and look at you. Where did you get that? So <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah. yeah. I, when we stop, so you stop at the lights and you've got bikes up next to you, they were all saying, wow, is that electric? And I normally say, yeah, diesel, you know, cause so just to have a bit of banter with them. And I said, when are you going to get one? And we had <clears throat> yeah. a particularly, we had a bike, a, a Harley rider, who had a customised bike, really loud, and uh, he pulled up next, and as he's pulled up next to me, I've gone like that, you know, and he's got, looked down at me, right? 
And then, of course, as the lights change, I've just gone doom, like that, to go away. So he's caught up with me and the next set of lights. And he said, um, is that electric? I went, yeah. Is that diesel? You know, that's what I said it. And he went, <laughs> and then he, he didn't like that. So next, we've gone again. And then the next set of lights, he's gone, how much are they then? <laughs> a, a fraction. They start, a fr- they start yeah. at 2,650. Went, oh. Then the next set of lights, he's gone, who did your artwork? You know, so, yeah. you know, by the time you've got, by the time we got up the end of this road of traffic lights, he was, he was, he said, I'll come. I said, look, you ride a big bike, you know, he says, you know, sometimes it's a hassle just getting this out of the garage, you know. Um, he said, I might, I said, we'll come in for a test ride and see. So, you know, once they see the performance of it and it is what it is, you know, they, they are, you know, they, this new bike, the new design has a 330 millimeter by 17 inch wheel on the back. Is this the one last night you were showing David Herwood? Yeah, on the thingy, and he was like, "Whoa!" And I yeah. thought, "Oh, that you can't do that. You can't do that yeah. on a live. You cannot yeah. show someone uh, something and not show the rest yeah. of the population." Yeah, that's a big black wheel. That's it's huge. The, yeah, it's the biggest on the market. Aye, it's the biggest on the market. So um, we and the thing is, you you got to bear in mind because we because we're creatives, uh, but also listening to what bikers wanted. You know. It, Everyone loves a big fat back wheel. Everybody loves a big yeah, fat wheel. We've got a 21 inch wheel on the front and a 17 inch by. So it was at this moment the SD card that we were recording on decided to play Funny Buggers, which caused us to lose about 30 odd seconds worth. So there's a little blip. Apologies, everybody, but we'll carry on. For weekend bag. Or you got something you can put a spare battery in, or your helmet, or whatever, and it's beautifully quilted leather. Any colours, it's and it and it fits in there perfectly. It's made to measure, so we would always use that space or utilise that space. Um, uh, but again, it's all part of R and D and innovation. And it has, it has a nice bag. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not a bag person, yeah, but you do look. You just yeah. look, you look at it and go, "Wow, that looks really." Nice. I could see me on the plane with that. It's, yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the whole, the whole idea. Of it and the, you've got, we've got that. And um, they made, as I said, they're British made. Them, you know, and the quality of them is beautiful. So people, seventy percent of the bikes uh, that we almost heard a question that you were going to say about the demographic, Darren. I'm sure you, you were going to ask about yeah. who who's buying these bikes. And we, we sell right across the board with this bike. So, um, it, which is brilliant for us. Um, and uh, we have to kind of cater for every demographic as well. 50% of the bikes that we sell are to people that have never been on a motorbike before. They've been on a push bike, but they've never been on a motorbike. And they test ride these and see how easy they are to manoeuvre. Um, Ian, your Harley, I mean, you yeah. they're, they're almost impossible to u-turn in a, a two-lane english or british lane yeah, you know, totally. U-turn. yeah so yeah. at least you can turn around on sixpence those electrolytes mm-hmm. unbelievable um and the other thing is that 70 percent of the bikes that we sell have some kind of art or decoration on them whether it's just someone's initials or uh, we're doing one at the moment which has a, 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 a skeleton wrapped around the tanks with the poppy inside and smoke for because he, oh. he said he wanted his dad his, his dad when his dad was in, in the forces he wants his dad's poppy inside this rib cage and people are bringing their ideas in and we can transform them into these beautiful pieces of art I just I just ordered my top gun one then <laughs> <laughs> you know <laughs> 
There's a bit of a theme. There's a bit of a theme um, about me, and uh, I've got a slight mild obsession with Top Gun. So um, yeah, so I'm I'm looking at it going, yeah, you could definitely get that put on there. That'd be lovely. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? I think T's one is the the one with the the kind of is it, it's geishas and samurais and stuff on it, isn't it? Yes, it's a it's a Japanese tap design. It's so Dave Bristow beautiful. being in you know in the industry and doing um, a lot of bikes. I said to him, Dave, to connect us more to the bike world, tell us what we need to be doing. And he said, uh, Chicano tap design, Japanese tap design, that sort of thing. Mm. So, which is what we've gone with that. So, I've already um, I'll make a note. So it's got to be Ian Playboy Bell on his bike. <laughs> Uh, it's actually, yeah, I don't know. Well, it, we thought of something cool like that, but then, but then I crashed my Harley. So it's Ian Tarmac. It's now Ian Tarmac Bell. That's what I'm for such. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, oh, so it's brilliant. Yeah. So it is. Yeah, uh, so the artwork's beautiful. I mean, Dave Bristow yeah. again. What a genius he is. Um, uh, I do all the gilding. I've got bikes that we've done. Um, which are going out to the Middle East, which are all 24 karat gold and Swarovski crystal, that kind of thing. So most people um, look at some of the bikes and want to throw up in their own mouths. They're so opulent, but it's there's a market for it. Um, each to their own. Yeah. So, each to their own. Absolutely. Um, but the airbrushed artwork is... I'm doing one at, at the moment myself, which is uh, the cover of a Gary Newman album. So with just the red stripes across it. And, oh, uh, nice. Nice, yes. Cool. Uh, and our yeah. friends electric, so somebody just wanted that on it. Um, oh, very cool. Tony Bellew, the uh, world champion boxer. I'm just putting four little gold stars on his for his kids. That's the thing. You can you can make it as much. You can you could go full on. You know I mean gold, gilding, the whole lot, or you can just have something really subtle. You know I mean yeah. the choices are there, especially when it's custom paintwork. You know I mean? Well, the the other thing is is because um, we, we've uh, it's not we we we've got licenses now. To do some very special bikes. Don't get them started. Don't, no, don't, no. don't, he'll end up buying one. Don't. Yeah, so we've got some licenses now. Um, and we've just doing the sample, um, which uh, the, the artwork's been signed off, but the finished product hasn't been signed off uh, for limited edition Batman bikes for Warner Brothers. So. <laughs> That's all I say. That's all I say. And by the way, that's one of his Batman helmets. Yeah, he's got the yeah. new Rudolph one as well. We've got, we've got yeah. and they are official limited edition bikes um, with the new Batman on it. So um, that should be finished this week, and that'll be up to the licensee to Warner's. Warner Brothers have signed the artwork off. They just need to sign off the finished article now. So we've got oh, some cool. really exciting things. That that's super exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh. and it's all art based as well which is great that that the creativity is just it's not like a conventional showroom we get people travelling from all over the country to come and see us we sold five bikes yesterday to America on the on online mental it's crazy the Americans are going mad for it at the moment mm. Which is weird so, because with them having big, massive, long dinghy roads, you would have thought they would have been the last to enjoy, to come to the party. But it just have shows you, you. Have you ever driven in California? No. You ever driven in no, LA? No. 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 You'll know why they want an electric bike then. Oh, really? That is, yeah. that is hell on earth. Try to drive yeah. through LA. Yeah, absolutely. Well, the thing I, is, I what, can see what, why yeah, they want that. Yeah. yeah totally. The I mean, the okay. So from not being from a biking background, um, I bought um, a V rod in two thousand and two, which I've still got. All right, I bought it as a centenary bike and I'd never been on a motorbike before. Um, and uh, it's, it sits in a bubble with 260 miles on a clock. I couldn't turn right on it. 
You know, I, I went out one Sunday morning, plotted my journey, and 45 minutes later, I'd missed my turn in and I was sweating on the A406, thinking, how am I going to get home? You know, and it was a bad experience for me because it's a really big, heavy bike. That is, you know, that is, yeah, that's a beast. That's a beast. beast. So, all, yeah. Um, uh, when I got on this, it, it's just a completely, it's a completely different feeling, super confident, you know, it's, it's, it's really that's it that's uh that's exciting and i know that when this when the, we're calling the new bike sinatra so when sinatra comes out then that's going to be is that a project name project sinatra yeah that's the new bike that's what it'll be called was oh, that what it's going to be called oh my god yeah, yeah. It's even cooler yeah it's going to be <laughs> i know Sterling, uh, Sterling you, you're sinatra. actually taking just about every single geeky box that i've got so, <laughs> you know, we've, 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 we've started you know obviously with the look like chopper which is amazing um the tech stuff and the design absolutely adore then you hit me with batman you tell me you can turn it into a top gun bike and now you hit sinatra i'm like that what what, what, yeah. what is next what is next yeah if so you've got really one if you've got one if you've if you tuned into lego and they're getting a Lego to make you one to sell <laughs> then you know in, in Lego stores and that's it that you've, you're sold for me you know well you never know because the thing is when everybody's um, kind of like when we're looking for franchises at the moment as well and we, we've just as I said we've got the um, the franchise and distribution in Scotland now um, but we weren't looking for conventional car dealers you know yeah. we want to look for people that are innovation and you know that you know, that want to work hard because none of this is easy. This, no. you know, people, we all know how difficult you work hard. We know how difficult everything is to, to try and make it work. Um, uh, but we, we were looking for smart, pe- smart, forward thinking people, you know, that because uh, that's, a, I think the new world of bikers is almost, we're almost getting away from the leather, you know, armored, um, lumberjack shirts and everything as well kind of look excuse me because um, uh, people say oh you've got to wear leather jackets in case you come off the bikes now in London you can ride at 20 miles an hour yeah so, you know the roads are so much safer now and motorway riding and 70 you know 80 miles an hour yes absolutely but if you're riding in and around the city even the way that we look on our bikes we want to change because you know you can wear a nice three-quarter length coat on these bikes there's no exhaust there's no oils you know it's a real clean bike to ride around on you're not going to you know burn yourself or ruin a coat or something on on the um on the bike or get oil on it or grease. It's just, so why not? And then you, it means you're uh, projecting yourself into the future, you know, in mm. in the future, people aren't going to be riding around in the old fashioned way, um, in the way that they are now. It's not, it's not going to happen in the future. The future is going to be so different and it's, it, it's heartbreaking in a sense to, to talk to bikers and say, you know, the, it's, it's doomed, you know, this, this whole way of life is doomed, not because unless we end up being an, you know, world like Mad Max, you know, it's, it, it, it's, it, it's going to be forced. Everybody's going to be forced from four wheels onto two wheels onto, you know, it, it's happening because financially is one thing, you know, and, and it'll all be driven by this, the government's narratives to change or to yeah. save the planet or <clears throat> climate yeah. change or what have you. So um, w- the other thing is that we believe is um, we're, we're all about collaboration in, in the company. So 
we invite other uh, electric bike companies into our showroom. We have days with them. You know, we we do lives with them and we big them up um, because we don't see them as competition. One, we've got our niche in the market. Um, and you know, people say um, they're bespoke or they're unique. Um, yep. mm-hmm. Unique is one of my, I don't like the word unique and I don't like the word sophisticated. They're most overused words in the English language because they're very rarely unique and they're never really sophisticated, you know, <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. but we've got our niche in the market. And that, and that is a May analogy is that we're not the biggest fish in the pond. Um, all the bikes, the step through mopeds that are fighting each other for the Uber Eats contracts and the Getty's and, you know, yeah. Deliveroo, they can all eat each other for those contracts. We, we've stepped aside from that. So we're not the biggest fish in the pond, but we're the best looking fish in the aquarium. And that's, that's the way that I, I, you know, we're that little fish, but everyone wants to look at that little fish because it looks pretty, you know, and it's still super sleek. It's super um, functional. Um, and that's yeah. where we are. And we've positioned ourselves in the market in that, you know, in that, that's where we are, I think. Um, oh, absolutely, brand. yeah. It's, it's, that, it's that wee one that, that catches your eye that rather than all the big ones that swim around it. I love it. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's such a good way of putting it. And, and it. Two, two years in, you know, we and when you see the new bike, when you see the Sinatra, you know, think, blimey, you know, we listened to all the bikers at the, the show. Um, they, they'd, uh, they, we were doing a live at one point, and um, I said to T, come on, this is going to be like balls out of the bath. <laughs> You know, <laughs> let's go and talk to these guys live and ask what they think. And there's four great big bikers. And I said to them, All right, guys, we're live on our Instagram first impressions. And the first guy said, well, I, I, I'm a petrol head. And I said, I like petrol bikes. And I said, well, that's good. We're an innovation-based company, so we can develop a nice leather tobacco GTR fragrance for you to spray on if you buy one of these. And of course, all these mates laughed at that point. And then I said, look, you ride a bike, what is it? 300 kilos, you're 350 kilos. I said, sit on it. So he sat on it. He went, blimey, that's like a push bike. And then you start engaging with them. I said, look, we're not here to preach to you guys, but tell us what we need to do. And the three main things from every biker that we spoke to, and that was the, 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 the script for everyone that was working on that stand for me was ask them what the... Oh. What they would to think about what they would. Oh, is it just me? for five grand so we answered all of the major questions that they they have asked so when we go back there in december with the sinatra which we will do then we'll be able to say have we answered the the questions where we go from there i do not know because the sinatra is a monster of a bike so um and it's just got a great big hole where the motor should be it's incredible it's, it's, it's really uh, it's going to have a 4000 watt motor so the motor's twice as big but it still works within the conformity um, and that great big back wheel it's um, 
it's yeah. uh, it's exciting for us. Apologies, my internet connection went a bit wonky there. You all went a bit robot on us, so you know, <laughs> we all went electric. Edit nightmare yeah, coming. Edit a nightmare coming. Yeah, yeah, but that's the, that is the one thing I think. See, having that gap there though, mm. it's, when I first looked at it, I thought, oh, it over exaggerates the tank, or you mean the tank part of the bike. But the first thought I, when I saw it, I thought you could put some stuff in there. <laughs> you could put yeah. so much stuff in there, and that saves you having to buy like an ugly top box. Or you know what I mean, you could put something really good in there, and then with a little set of panniers on it. There's nothing to say you couldn't go and do it a little jolly or a little camping trip. Or so. Well, this is it. So, and exactly, you're exactly right. So we we've kind of weathered the storm of people saying you've got to put something in there because we've waited to find the right company. I found the right British company to manufacture such a beautiful bag to go in there, which means we won't have any competitors. If you find the best there is in the business, you don't have, and make it affordable, you don't have competitors. No. That's what we've done with Dave Bristow and the airbrush artist. He's the best yeah. airbrush artist in the country. And um, he. so if we've got him on working for us on a retainer, which is what he does, doing all of our airbrush artworks, we the Chinese can't compete with us because they don't have the skill set. Yeah, and so and that's how we've that's how I've set this out, um, and and that's that that will keep us ahead of the game in that sense, um, uh, and that's ex- that's ex- that's really exciting for us. That is, that is so true. The winter, you can just tell when something's quality made, and if you're getting it at a really reasonable price then it's for me anyway it's a, it's a no-brainer I'd rather have something that was actually quality made even if it meant I'm paying a little bit more than yeah. buying something where I don't know where it's been manufactured or what the quality standards are like and then yeah. it fall apart in six months time so it's also it's also um, the aftercare you know we've got all the spare parts servicing you know it's the aftercare once once you sell, oh, I just meant the bag what are you going to put in yeah. it <laughs> I mean if there's one thing that we know bikers love in general is to customise their machines absolutely yeah, and, yeah. To, and to make them look and make them their own you know and, and and that's not just bikers people like to make things their own but it can be really I mean Darren was recently just trying to look at getting his bike wrapped and and just to find a company that would do that for him or, or actually just willing to do it for you was yeah. such a it's such a absolute kind of ball for you isn't it Dan that you're like yeah no one's you know, really interested because they're all they, they, they make more they make more money doing cars and vans and all this kind of stuff do you mean yeah yeah, but I, yeah. I, I got a guy came in once to, to fix a couple of scratches in my car and I said, do you do bikes? And he went, I don't do bikes. So I, I just don't do bikes. And I said, why not? He said, because you can never please a biker. You know, <laughs> if, if you scratched, you know, if you've yeah. you done that tank, and as far as you're concerned, that tank looks as, as good as the day it came out of the showroom, the biker will go, it's just, yeah. it's just not quite right, you know? Quite so, right, yeah. um, but if you're offering, what you're offering obviously is that beautiful looking machine with that level of quality and that level of kind of, kind of technical care. And you know, and the, the, the you're showing as a company, you you care about that beyond churning them out the way they would do in a Chinese factory, the way they would do them, you know, elsewhere. And 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 so it, it is something. I mean, I'm I'm already super excited about it. You know, yeah. So, well, I think my, wife, my wife's hidden my credit card. Do you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's your son. I'm more worried about Ian than your wife. I think oh, def- the, definitely to get him down. It's one of those ones. The the local. I see. You mean they're a Harley Triumph kind of second hand motorbike company 
uh, up here that they, I mean, they have a couple of franchises on this one space, and they yep. do, they do a bike night once a month, okay, and they have it on a Thursday night, and it's any bike you like, doesn't matter if it's yep. a scooter, electric, you I mean a big nineteen seventies Indian that you I mean guzzles fuel and blows it just the, the same amount, doesn't matter. Everybody turns up and everybody gets to appreciate it. Yep. I think it's one of those ones. If when the guys are set up in Paisley, if they would bring a couple of those to that bike night, it oh, would yeah. be like a swarm of flies. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I mean, the guys, the guys in um, uh, Paisley are, are going to be brilliant. So you got Gary; he's the uh, uh, kind of like um, he's got he's in the car industry. So, um, but Aaron, his his wingman, basically has all of the energy and enthusiasm. He used to work for Tesla. Um, as well um, and he's almost going to be I, I can feel that he's going to be the same influence on Gary as T was on me when we first started uh, we first started up so we're really excited about um, uh, Paisley we get a lot of inquiries from Scotland you know we love you know we we love the banter with the, the guys up in Scotland yeah. that we have um, we've got Big Barry up there um, and they're all they've all placed orders with them already you know, because uh, you know they were gearing up to come down to London. Although we'll, they're we'll we're going to come up to Scotland when they open the, the the showroom anyway. So we get to meet the the people that we've been speaking to on the socials, um, and to thank them. You know what I mean as well personally, because um, it's almost like a lot of people have been because we're only two years old as a company. Mm-hmm. Um, another thing about the COVID. Um, thing was that we had a lot of time to be able to do it, start our socials. Um, and we didn't sit back on the laurels. We were out on our bikes doing reels on the streets, meeting people on the street because we weren't able to open, you know, we'd have been fined if we'd have opened the showroom. Um, yeah, of course, of course. But yeah. we, we had a lot of time to get a lot of um, content um, for our socials. So that kind of um, worked and people have been watching us from day one. And John, uh, John that came in this week um, to order his bike he's been watching us from the start and it's taken him two years to kind of get the money together to have the bike that he wanted and he's having a fully customised um, Electro Ride X and he's given us the artwork and he's the guy that's got the you know the, the skeleton part around the tank uh, uh-huh. with his dad's uh, with the poppy in it and stuff and he's really thought about it you know and he, but he's been like talking to us on socials for two years saying, I'm going to get, you know, wait till I get my bike and, you know, and he's now he's, he's done it, you know, he's, he's there. And it's, so it's, it's almost, it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see people that have been with us from day one that have, if it's because it's been a journey, um, enjoying the journey with us. And that's, that's been really, really, it drives you forward in a sense, you know, that's going to be a ha- Paul, that's going to be Paul. a hanky moment. That is when he turns up to pick yeah. up that bike, yeah. pulls back the thing. One, yeah. it's his, and he's been watching it and waiting for it for two years. The anticipation's yeah. huge, and then yeah. the fact that obviously it's got that custom piece on it that makes it sentimental. That's going to yeah. be a, a hanky's at the ready. You better tell yeah, T. Yeah, it will be. It, it will be Andrew, one Andrew. of our with what we're, we're putting on the footplate as well. The design that we've got. Um, in a Chicano sense, like it's a beautiful blonde woman holding us, cuddling with a skeleton. Like it's a, you know, that kind of Chicano pretty women, skeleton roses type um, design. So, um, but he's really put a lot of thought into what he wanted on the bike and it will be one of our best art bikes because of the journey it's taken for him to get here. You're right. You're right. It's, um, that's why it's, um, 
Yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be a sentimental one. That's exciting, yeah. The, um, so, yeah. It does, uh, one of the questions I had was, it does, it always appears like you guys are having such a laugh. Is that just a typical day? And I say in the office, in, in the showroom slash office yeah. slash art gallery. Yeah, no, it is. And the and that's important to us because I'm really very relaxed as a boss. Um, and um, it, it's almost like putting, the, the, this company, I always see it as like putting a big cake on the table and everybody needs to have a slice of it. You know, they just don't. Even Marco Versace, have you seen the reels of Marco? <laughs> So Marco came in and bought a bike and he works for us now and he dresses like Versace. He's Italian, right? And he's over here on his own, basically. You know, he hasn't got a lot of families. He's in Italy now. He went back the other day for a holiday. But he just came in and he spent the day with us and talking about what he wanted art-wise on his bike. And... um, he said, uh, I, he said, I would like something maybe in, in yellow. And I said to him, why don't we do it in 24 karat gold? And he said, mm. well, yeah, I can't afford that. I said, no, I'm going to do it for you. I said, and I helped him and he did all the artwork himself on his bike. And his dad in Italy uh, builds old Vespers and stuff like that. Oh, do you know cool. what I mean? So wow. he was sending pictures nice. of his to his dad and his bike is beautiful and he's super proud of what he's done and he works for us now because he he couldn't wait to start working for us and he's it, it, I mean we take the piss because we take the piss out of every uh, each other and that's just funny I mean Alex yeah. our IT guy that came in um, the first thing we do is we ask you uh, when we when we when we've got Alex and T we will ask you the question of uh, give us your date of birth because we'll find out what song was playing when you were born do you know what I mean? That sort oh, of thing. We do yeah. that. We do that live. And Elton, Elton John and Kiki D. Don't go break my heart. Was number one when I was born. Yeah, yeah. Was yeah. that 1984? I <laughs> <laughs> 1976. <laughs> I wish it was 1984. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a re-release. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure I was Slade or Wizard or something like that. So what year was it? 73 73 yeah it must have been something like that so yeah. or shorty woddy more like but we'll we'll find out we'll, when we've got um, Alex so Alex for instance he does all of our IT and he's just done a new website he's a really funny guy so we're going to start our tea in the VIP podcast you know and we'll reciprocate when we get ours going get you guys up and oh name, just but name with, it's, it's, name it's, it. it's riotous um, and what we do is we get in early to the office and we do what we call the housework. So the emails are answered, bikes are built, you know, we do all the stuff that we need to do. Um, and then we kind of like half past 10, instead of having a coffee or, you know, we sit down and we do a live. Do you see what I mean? So, yep. and then that normally lasts about an hour. Um, but as long as the work's done, we, we, we can crack on and at the end of the day the lives are all part of the business anyway because social media is so important in promoting what we're doing yeah and your social media seems to have exploded in the last couple of months well, this last two weeks up to two years which was the end of July our second birthday um, we said let's hit 10 million views yeah. and we hit 10 million for the second birthday we're on about uh, 12 and a half million and so we've had about two and a half million views in the last two weeks which is nuts. It's it's just gone. It's 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 really gone. And of course, you know, we had in last, you know, two weeks ago was um the Steve Austin stole. Yes, Steve Austin. Yeah, uh, so the pictures are so, Yeah. 
it's, 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 it's almost as if you've got a copy of the kind of things that we wanted to touch on here, question-wise, because you've almost kind of went through them in order, <laughs> just as we're talking. Because that was <laughs> oh, one of the next yeah. questions, was, you mean, around, obviously, the celebs and the ambassadors and, you mean, that you've... And they're interacted with and that have bought bikes. You know I mean, is there any that you've met? And this might be the gentleman that you just mentioned there. But yeah. is there any that you've went? Oh my God, that's whoever it is. So you know I mean, like Lee Majors, for example. Oh my God, that's yeah. Lee Majors. Especially of us being of our age, we remember yeah. Six Million Dollar Man and the Fall Guy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, well, we we're in a film called Renegades. Yeah. So there's a film being launched in January. It's just been announced uh, today, I think it was, Renegade. So just put a hashtag Renegade. Um, and we got the bikes in the film. They're all over the film. It's a it's a revenge Hollywood blockbuster. Um, uh, uh, and uh, T and myself are also in the film, which is hilarious nice. because um, we got cameo parts in it. Um, uh, it's got Lee Majors in, is in the film. It's got Nick Moran, Billy Murray, um, Paul Barber, Patsy Kensit, uh, Danny Trejo. Oh, um, wow. Scary bloke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I play his bodyguard in the film, so can you believe it? <laughs> <laughs> and just and just for an interesting tip, but you're actually credited on IMDb for it. <laughs> <laughs> no, we are. I know. All, it's, 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 I looked it up. <laughs> <Did you? laughs> so it's a, it's a, it's a, uh, and so uh, obviously that's where we met Lee um, and um, he spent a few days in London last week and I was fortunate that I spent uh, two evenings with him, just me and him at wow. his hotel oh, cool. and um, uh, it, it's just a, a hive of information um, and a genuinely a beautiful soul um, and then he said look uh, I'd love distribution of your bikes in Houston you know, oh. And I said to him, "You've got it." And I and I spoke to Peter Georgiopoulos, who's our. Uh, I've, uh, I met Peter in Claridge's, again serendipity. I said to T ten minutes before we met Peter G, um, "We need a contact in America." Um, and then ten minutes later, we were at Claridge's. I heard, "Wow, look at those bikes!" I've turned around, and you've got this man mountain um, <laughs> guy called Peter Georgiopoulos, and uh, and we connected. And I said to him, "Do you mind me asking what you do, Peter?" He says, "Yeah, shipping." I thought, "Oh, that's good." Andy, because we, we get a lot of, of inquiries um, from America uh, about shipping. I r- r- wrote to him the next day, and he said, and I said to him, "If we send you some specs over, do you think you might be able to give us a bit of guidance on shipping to America?" And he said, "Absolutely, but I want distribution." So anyway, I googled him, and he happens to be one of the wealthiest shipping magnets in the world. So again, he is now what? a company director. Yeah, serendipity. A beautiful guy, fantastic. He says, "Rob." Just love what you guys are doing. Love the art side of things. His wife is Kari Young, who was a, a Victoria's Secret model. So they're best friends with Naomi Campbell and, uh, you know, uh, Cindy Crawford and what have you. And he he said, Rob, how much money do you want? And I said, Peter, it's, I said, we don't, we, I don't want any money. I said, let's bootlace this. Let's just do this the way that we've been doing it. Because otherwise we end up with a shed load of stock yeah. and a shed load of staff. I said, how about let's just start with New York and open a showroom in New York and, you know, budget for it. Anyway, and that's what we're doing. So in the spring, we're opening a, a pop-up shop in the Hamptons in New York. Nice. Where else? Nice. Cool. And then... 
and then we'll move across to the West Coast. Um, we're looking for premises in LA, um, San Francisco, and the art quarter in Miami, because the new showroom set out is going to look like an art gallery. It's a beautiful place where you can go and yes. see these beautiful bikes, but also look at a little bit art and culture as well, and choose what, if you want to put art on your bike. And it's it's it's, it's, it's completely it's completely different to the way that going into a motorbike showroom or a car showroom. It's got it's not like the future's not going to be like that, you know. Um, you can park these things indoors. A lot of people say, "Well, how do I do it? handlebars?" Because I want to bring them indoors, you know. Not, and that's what they do. Mm. I'm actually designing something. I'm near finishing it. That you put it onto a rack, and it just pulls it up the wall. So oh. it just sits. Yeah, because they do that for push bikes and stuff like that. So. Yeah, I'm doing it for this because there's no fluid or anything to fall out no. of it, or no oils or petrol or anything. So that's good cover. Yeah, and yeah. Take, so, take, take the battery out. There's another couple of kilos out. We'll just slide <coughs> yeah. up there, no bother. That's, so that's quite clever. So with Peter G in America. So um, what we've uh, uh, what we're, we're talking at the moment, but we've agreed with um, Lee uh, Majors to be the, the ambassador ambassador for the US, and he he's perfect for us in a sense that demographically we all we know who he is. You know, he yeah. was a six million dollar yeah. man, and you know, so um, for our age, buying the bikes is brilliant. If you see what I mean, so, yeah, totally, yeah. Um, and he is an all American hero, um, and the, the comments that we get on the reels that we've put on him are just beautiful. Everybody loves him, um, and he is a gentleman. He's a real. Told me some really fantastic stuff. He was texting Anthony Hopkins while I was talking to him, as you do. You know, so As you do, yeah. He, totally. he, uh, so that's a bit yeah. rude. <laughs> I watched no, that, Mr. Major. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. So we had uh, we put um, we asked Lee if we could go live and do a, a, a real like a tea and a VIP. He said sure. So we're sitting there, and Alex, this is what Alex is like. So um, I said to him, so Lee, you started your acting career as a, a stuntman. He said, yeah, sure. And then Alex said to him, Mr. Majors. Were you ever seriously injured in any one of your um, shows? And I said to him, you lost two legs and an arm and an eye, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> the body man. Well, if you look at the reels, I've, 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 uh, bucket list stuff, I'm doing a slow motion run with Lee Majors in the showroom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like Take walks. Bucket list stuff. So. Yeah, and we've got other celebrities. Um, uh, you know, Tony Bellew came in last week, the world champion boxer, but we've had Spencer Oliver, um, Johnny Nelson. And um, probably my favourite reaction of all time to a bike from a celebrity, Keith Lemon. Keith Lemon. So Keith Lemon, um, he's a really smart guy. So um, uh, he's been brilliant for us as well. Behind the scenes, he's, he's, he loves, you know, he's really artistic. He, you know, if, if you've seen his, his Chris, uh, his uh, Keith Lemon's doings, you know, he makes models. So he loves the creative side. He's got a piece of artwork in our gallery. Um, and I gave a piece of his artwork to Lee Majors because I contacted Lee and said, I've got Lee Majors coming in. He went, oh my God, I'm filming. Uh, and I said to him, can I give him a piece of your artwork? He said, please do. So we did a nice reel for nice. Keith um, giving Lee Majors who's a hero of his one of his pieces of artwork and um, Keith Lemon bought a bike for Ricky Wilson um, ah, so that was good the guys just the Colombo bike yeah um, and uh, Martin Kemp's been in um, and of course David Harewood was in yesterday again Martian Manhunter he's, he's a great just a great guy and he just I've got messages from him today 
Um, it's just, he said, I'm so proud of what you guys have achieved. It's unbelievable. And that's, that's it's, it's genuine. It's, and it's really, I said to him, you know, well, having people like him just turn up and, and uh, conveying with us is, it's a boost for everybody. You know? so, it speaks uh, volumes, doesn't it? Yeah. When people, you know, I mean, yeah. celebrities or otherwise, you mean make purposely go out their way or feel that comfortable they can just walk in have a chat and yeah. have weather or whatever or travel hundreds or thousands of miles just to come in just because yeah. they've seen it and, and they, they're buying the bikes I mean yeah. Richard Blackwood came in and bought a bike and we put Autumn Rain on his tanks because that's his new baby niece his name and he just wanted Autumn nice. Rain on it so um uh, and, and again, we met him at the Trick Awards and we were invited to the Trick Awards in London um, and we showcased the bike there because I put one into the silent auction um, for the charity. And um, uh, Richard was there, he came run, running up to us and said, oh, well, you know, just, you know, it's it's really, really, uh, it's, it's, it's nice. And I did need, I did ask Piers Morgan if he could give him one, but he, he said he'd fallen off a bike before. And I said, well, we could get a really great reel. <laughs> get really some good footage if that was to happen again. Um, Hi. So. 250 quid though, if you've been framed. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's, that, that's it. And I think that we have got um, quite a few other celebrities that are, we, we've lined up to come in um, as well, but I think what will be interesting is Lee Majors as the uh, um, ambassador for us because he has access to everybody, doesn't he? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, he, he has if been. we can get if we can get the Rock on one of our Sinatras, then I think that will be oh. testing for Stratosphere. And but it's big enough for him. It'll be big enough for him to see. But that was going to be my that was going to be my other point because obviously I mean I'm six foot twenty stone. I'm a big guy. But I saw T had put a thing up the other day and it was a guy and he he was huge. He was about six foot three or something. Six foot nine. Aye. Keith. Yeah. And he, he's he, our engineer. And he he was quite a, a you know I mean, he was a big bloke. And he sat on it and took it up a hill and it went That's right. Yeah. And it went up a hill. Well, we've had no we've bother. had a couple of instances where some guy oh we had a I had an email saying one guy's three hundred pounds. He said, Do you think my your bike will still do forty five miles an hour? And I wrote back and said, like downhill without any brakes, it'll do three hundred miles an hour with three hundred pounds on. I said, But you're not gonna stop it and it won't go uphill. I mean that's it's a two thousand watt motor, so Aye. it's got its limitations. But Keith is six foot nine. Um He's just—he's the same size as Tyson Fury. He's massive, um, and uh, he, did, yeah, he, he didn't look silly on it. He didn't look no. like he was. I mean, he did. It just—it's a good representation of just how big the bike actually is. Well, it's—it's it's over two meters long, so it's—it's—it's it's, it's pretty. It's pretty. Uh, it's a long bike, um, and uh, yeah, no, it—it it has to be fit for purpose as well, you know. Um, and the other thing is—is is we get. You, you like where you say it goes thirty miles on the smaller battery. It depends on terrain and size of yeah. The, 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 yeah, of course, of course, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, that's just physics, really. Um, and uh, yeah, no, but I think that that generally the uh, we've got Alan West, uh, the guy that's connected with us, the photographer. He's been with us for over a year now. He's brilliant. Um, he lives twenty three miles from the showroom. So what he does is he's got an app. And he's been, he tests the batteries to the full for us. Oh, nice. When he goes home and back. Because at, so at least then you're going, this is real world experience. Here's exactly, you mean, and we've tested yeah. it. So, and, and that he's, six foot, he's not 20 stone, he's six foot. I guess he's about 15 stone. Um, and he, um, 
uh, and it and the terrain's pretty level from our showroom to Heathrow. So you know you're not going up any down up and down any hills. But he he did 23 miles, and there were still two bars of the five left. So um, he would have got his 30 miles out of it. You know, so. Um, mm. It is true to, and, true and, to that, and that is the terrain that the your majority of riders are going to be riding on. So, you know, yeah, there is that. that thing. Um, I think it's called distance anxiety or something. Yeah, uh, yeah range, range anxiety. Range anxiety. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we we just say that now we've got this new bag. Just put another battery in it, and that's it. Doom, you're done. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't know. Well, you've got yeah, nothing else. to worry about. So, um, uh, we we've got, we have panniers that we designed for the bike, but it made it they were just slightly wider than the handlebars and you can't filter with them, you know, so they're really big. Alan's got them on his bike and those were his experiences. Um, So now you can put the battery between your legs in that beautiful bag. It's not just sitting there on top of the foot plate. It's it's actually in a really nice, smart looking bag. Mm -hmm. Um, It looks, um, uh, that looks... uh, Although actually taking that back, David Harewood's bike, you put different handlebars on that. Yeah, yeah we've you got put, these uh, kind of like um, straight yeah, up. Bars. Yeah. We've got three sets of different types of bars. We've got the low bars, which uh, T's got on his bike. Yeah, like almost flat uh, trackery style yeah, bar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then I've got the normal eight bars and then uh, David Harewood's, the, the, the bars will come up that's, and straight down. Yeah. So they're, they're pretty those cool are, as well. We sold yeah. out of all of those. So in fact, I, I placed an order today for, for more bars. So <laughs> it costs, and we charge a hundred quid for a set of bars to swap them out. You know, so it's no. Which I can tell, no, I can, I can tell you right now is, yeah. is, 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 you mean, is yeah. cheaper than bars that you would probably get from most bikes at a minute. Yeah, I think yeah, my, so my wife, my wife got new bars when she got her new bike, and I think they were 134 quid, and then she had yeah. fitting and all that on top of it. So well, we charge 100 quid, and it takes us 20 minutes to change them. So, so it's, there you go. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 it's it's virtually maintenance free. Exactly. These bikes. Um, we had uh, Steve, who's who comes by all the time. Um, he's one of our first riders. He cracked the rear uh, mud guard on his bike where the uh, he went down a really big pothole and the the, the reflector just hit the back bumper, cracked oh. it a little bit, and he phoned and said, um, oh, I'm a bit embarrassed I've cracked the back bumper. And I said to him, what happened? He said, I went down like a massive pothole. And the, the back wheel's about nine inches. It's a big, sturdy back wheel. It looks quite chunky. And I said to him, um, uh, I said, just bring the bike in. I said, where exactly do you live? He said, uh, um, Canary Wharf and I said to him oh hang on I'm just going to um, Google dietitians <laughs> <laughs> but he came in and um, he came in for a coffee and he's sitting there and it took T like 20 minutes to swap out the bumper take the lights off refit it when he was on his way and the bumpers cost me about like 35 quid or something so you don't even charge you don't charge him for it you just do it and then we repaired the other one so it's so there you, you go know, it's, it took about let's say half an hour to swap them out mm. and and 35 quid is it's sensible yeah, yeah you don't you don't, you don't get that kind of customer service some places I'll know name names but <laughs> well the thing is you know it, it, it's again not being in the industry right? I'm 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 not the best of people with the general public you know because I can't stand rudeness you know and the general public yeah. can be quite rude so um, but um Whenever, whenever anyone ever comes in the showroom, the, the, and the people that travel from all over the country to come and see us, 
have been watching the journey and they say, wow, I'm here. I'm at the showroom. Oh, there's tea. You know, and you, you know, it's, it's, it's that kind of um, atmosphere and we always buy them lunch if they've traveled in. I've even paid for people to travel in sometimes that couldn't afford to get in. And I've just said, look, book your flight or book your train fare, come down for the day. Cause they're great with us on social media or we send a, send them a hoodie or something. And, and it's that kind of atmosphere that you've kind of created. And, we're not a big corporate, you know, but um, if the company ever goes that way, which I'm sure it will, um, I hope that the reason I've got Cliff, that Cliff's joined us, is he's a systems guy. You know, he's the the, not the fall guy in a sense, because I, if we get Cliff in, we just, we just did an interview for a sales person, a proper ex-car man, car salesman to come into the showroom to do all the paperwork, which we're really crap at. So, but Cliff is, Cliff is a systems guy. He's been in the industry all of his life and he tries to, he's trying to police us or trying to teach us. I'm too old to be bothered with it, to be fair. And T's too dynamic and... Aye, you know, and, and that's 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 no way your added value comes. It's filling no, out paperwork. We'll so. get a salesperson in there that that can that Cliff can have a conversation with. Do you know what I mean? Because he, he's brilliant, Cliff, but, <laughs> but they speak a different language to us. And then it just means that me and T can still be who we are with Alex now. You know, we can just be ourselves. Yeah. Um, we sell. We're selling bikes. You know, they the bikes sell. They're almost selling themselves. Um, uh, so. And then having a system in place where the general public. So if you, someone emailed and said, I, I emailed you this week, you haven't responded. You know, we're getting like 100 emails a day. It's quite difficult to keep up with everybody all of the time sort of thing. And that yeah. can be quite, I'm really disappointed you haven't responded, that kind of thing. And uh, could you tell me, you know, how much is this or something? It's it, The general public can be quite funny like that. But um, uh, I think we, when we get... All the systems are now getting in place, which is good, which means that we can continue to be who we are and, um, and, and do work the innovation from the outside and the growing. Really, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Aye, that, that, makes, aye, that makes total sense. And that's probably the refreshing bit about it is the fact that it's not your sterile, you mean, conventional car or bike showroom or, you mean, as a new take on things. Um, it has to be, because if you step yourself five years in the future, I mean, car showrooms I don't think are going to exist in the future. By 2030, if we want a car, if I want to drive a BMW, I'm going to have an app and book a BMW for four hours and go and pick it up drive it and then drop it off again. Well, it wasn't I don't it, think people are own cars, to be fair. No, and it wasn't that long ago, you mean, that buying cars online became a thing? You mean, buying a brand new, going on, ordering a brand new car, but, 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 that's what I want, da, 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 and they go, both bought, down and dusted. It was always, you had to get a showroom, you had to speak to a salesman, that, you mean, it's already starting to go that way. So, yeah. and again, we're leasing becoming more popular. Salary sacrifice. I think leasing will, uh, honestly, Darren. I think that's the way that it'll all go. I think yeah. all the major cars, car, because what people are doing now, they lease cars anyway, don't they? So, yeah, especially yeah, even, even when, you, when you think you're buying a car, you're not really you're just leasing yeah. it to you. To well, you. I yeah, think nice. that they'll. I think that'll be separated up. Do you remember when B and Q? If you bought a meter of tiles, it was like. Uh, 43 tiles or 36 yard a yard of tiles is 36 six inch tiles and then B&Q 
would sell, which would be like a tenner. Then they started dividing it into pack of six yep. for three ninety nine a pack, yeah. and because people yeah. didn't quite understand, oh, six tiles, three ninety nine, that's good. But there's actually six of those packs in a in a yard. Yeah, and that's what I think. The same kind of principle <clears throat> will happen with cars. You'll if you want to if you want a car to drive up the motorway. Um, to see your parents or whatever, you're just going to zip car a bigger car. If you need something smaller, you'll just zip car it and you'll pay more for it, but you won't be paying insurance, parking costs, you know, all the other things that go with it. Um, And I really do believe that that's, and so that's that's why I think this is sound, this business as well, because people won't have to solely rely on that. They could have a nice little, um, you know, nippy little smart two-wheeler that they can just yeah. jump on and do all their short journeys because you're not going to zip car something to go two miles into town. No, no, you know? especially if there's a congestion charge. Yeah, absolutely, yeah, which there will be. Yeah, definitely <laughs> not going to yeah, happen. You'd be like, hang yeah. on, wee, and you can just yeah. fly in, get your stuff in your nice wee bag and zip back out again. That's and right, no yeah. have, and again, I know we talked about the... You mean, obviously we are bikers, you mean, hence the name of the show, and having ridden electric bikes there is something quite enjoyable about not having constant noise and having the yeah. silence I mean, and being able to again just... me and T ride side by side and we have conversations when we're walking along yeah. we're riding along you know you can that isn't that is a nice uh, and a nice thing I mean the police they're policing all noise pollution like it's crazy now the the Ace Cafe in in London which is a it's a yep. institution for bikers. Yeah, totally. They turn up there mandatorily, the police, and just hand out noise pollution, hundred pound fines, or constantly. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you turn up on a great big thousand cc bike, it's going to make a certain amount of noise just pulling into the car park without showing off. You know, and yeah. Uh, yeah. on the on the embankment in London, I don't know if they're still doing it, but they were trialing noise pollution cameras as well. Yeah, we so talked about that a big yeah. bike. So yeah, yeah we talked about that a couple of episodes ago. And yeah. I think that, you know, if you think about what the world is going to be like and the way that, how are they going to get revenue back in, that once they've slaughtered everybody with the petrol, uh, you know, out of petrol, how mm-hmm. are they going to do it? They're going to need to, you know, noise pollution. But then again, on the other hand, they're going to have, they're going to start saying, well, every, we've already worked on this for the new bike, but every bike I believe will need a sound yes. when you're riding along so you know yeah, we'll talk about that as well, yeah. spoky yeah. dokey do you remember the card in the wheel <laughs> yeah <laughs> god you're going to do spoky dokies in the next one yeah. as soon as that comes spoky free, dokies, yeah it's going to have a spoky free standard dokies spoky dokies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, and we're trying to preempt everything that they're, you know, they're moving the goalposts all the time. Yeah. But, uh, we're trying to kind of uh, preempt it. Taking sure sound steps. Um, yeah. And the bikes are less than three grand. I mean, what do you want for three grand? Yeah. Well, and I'm not, I'm, again, I'm not being funny. I know I I'd watched a video before. It wasn't that long ago about um, there's an exhaust manufacturer based in Holland, I think they are called Jekyll and Hyde, and they make a three stage. It's, it's almost got a, an electronic controlled bezel inside it, it. or so, baffle, sorry, that you can then say, right, I want it really quiet, I want it just normal, or I want it really loud and stupid. I think for a BMW GS, which everybody in their granny's driving at the minute, that exhaust system itself is something like 1900 quid. Wow. And you're going for that. You could put an extra five, six hundred quid to it, and you could buy a wee 
electrolyte and just be zipping about having and put, his, and put a peg with a playing card in the front exactly <laughs> or hang off hang off to the inflation drop get the new version that comes with these bokey dokies yeah saying. that's right yeah yeah I think the inflation thing will be uh, good because you know listen you know the, the corporates are smashing the world to pieces at the minute oh right? absolutely it's, yeah totally I mean we're, we're capitalists uh, someone put a message up saying you know capitalists or something like that but we work really really hard for what we're doing yeah. and um uh, but the the big corporates, I mean, government-wise, we've had no help whatsoever. Unless it's got corporate stamped on it, it they're not interested. No. You know, they, they wouldn't be interested at all. But I think we're, we're starting to make a few waves in the industry. We're starting to uh, – we've got really wide open arms. And as I mentioned at the very, very outset from this conversation, we're stoic in our philosophy you know, you have to sit down and listen to everybody and listen to uh, what, you know, what, what is required to make people sit, want to sit at the table with you. Yeah. You know, and that's, um, uh, that's what I think I hope we're doing as an innovation based company, particularly not just a hardcore motorbike um, company, because we're also listening to what the future might be. You know, kids now, who can afford a 17-year-old? Who can afford a car with the insurance now? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I know even a few. My, my son's 25 this year, but when he first got his car, the insurance was just absolutely yeah. ridiculous. Now, he's, a, he's now an actor. Now, see, you the minute you put actor in the insurance... Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they entertainment. Yeah, they don't even they don't even yeah. give them a quote now. That's right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So it's just. It's, is, does he insane. write any books? No. Has he written any no. scripts? Get no. him to write a script, and then he's a script writer. Because no, it's, it's okay. He's, he's got his own company, so he's in as a company director. So it's oh, fine. That's perfect. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. that's, that's good. Yeah. We found ways around it. It's all good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Um, you know, but uh, you're right. It's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, luckily, John was quite successful as an actor so he had he could afford to hire insurance if he wanted to buy a car so he could pay for that but yeah. you know you're right it's just one of those ridiculous scenarios where you're like it's just an insane amount of money you know? yeah 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 it's true it's so true. we'll um, we'll have to uh, arrange that when we're up in um, when the, the showroom opens in, in Glasgow that you guys are come over for the event um, oh absolutely yeah, yeah. absolutely uh, yeah. tell us so where to win awaits you down in London whenever you decide that you want to uh, well, come down. See, this is, this is a burning thing with me because you're literally just around the corner from another bike institution, are you not? The bike shed? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Ian yeah. quite happily goes there because he's son I've been used to have a, a, have a flat shed. in London. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he just to send shed. constant pictures back to say, look at my breakfast today or look yeah. at my lunch today. <laughs> which the would, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah. Would, yeah. When the bikers eat poached eggs, Aye. you know what I mean? Uh, so needless to say, the standard <laughs> response is fuck off. It was the bike bacon, I think that was my favourite, you know. Yeah. Again, F off you. Listen, yeah, if you, if you, if you, you know, if we arrange you guys to come down, why don't you come down and do a podcast from the showroom well look we can arrange that do you know what I mean just you know when we speak again uh, we'll talk off air and we'll just arrange something for you guys to come cool. down and do a podcast Absolutely. from where we are yeah I think, awesome. I think I've only I think the, probably the last question before we just wrap up for the for the show yep. is Again, we've touched on a lot of this, but what is the what is the big ambition for next year and the year after? For um, 
Sinatra is going to be a big, you know, we're working yeah. tires. I have to say that when um, Keith bought the tire in or the tires in for that bike this week, my stomach was going over with excitement. <laughs> mm. I thought to myself, oh my goodness, it's just, that's going to be incredible. So we're, so the next year we want to roll out in America. Um, um, we, I'm negotiating at the moment with uh, Qatar, Saudi and Oman, um, uh, which is really exciting. That's corporate stuff I'm, I'm dealing with at the moment. Um, uh, just to keep doing what we're doing, I think it's gaining momentum. Um, we, I was once describing my work as never having elbowed my way anywhere. And that's a really nice attribute to have. So I always try and say, we never do the hard push sell when someone comes into the showroom. It's not, you know, it's not that they, when they leave here, they have to buy something. It's never like that. Um, and I think if we can maintain that kind of relationship with everybody while we grow, um, I, I spoke to the accountant today because we got to do the end of the second year. So it'd be interesting to see how much the business has grown. It certainly has grown. Um, from year one to year two. And that'd be interesting to see. But if we can keep doing the innovation side of things, coming up with new smart ideas um, to improve uh, quality of life, um, really, and the quality of how we move around in the cities, um, I think that that's... I've worked in, as a, as a craftsman, I've worked in some beautiful projects. You know, we always want to leave our thumbprint on the world. In, in one way or another. Um, I'm not getting all sentimental by saying this because I've worked in some beautiful places and um, uh, and I think I might have done that with some of the places that I've worked in. But um, if, if we can make the cities better places to live, but in an affordable way, that everybody's inclusive. So it's all inclusive. So it's not elitist. You can have an elitist bike if you want to spend money on decorating it. Because that's, you can spend cosmetically, you can do yeah. whatever you want to it because people like to customize, customize their bikes. Yeah, totally. But to be able to entry level have one of the bikes in the first instance is really important. Um, and just as just changing people's perception about riding on two wheels, I think the government's doing that in a sense because they're forcing people to think about alternative ways to, to travel. Um, and it's just having something that's right um, smart, affordable, um, and functional and stylish. You can de-restrict them to 30 miles an hour, can't you? Does that mean they're caught? They're restricted to 30, but yeah. we can de-restrict them to 45. Yeah. So the 30 miles an hour restricted version, does that mean 16 year olds can ride them? Yeah. Yeah. Aye. On a CBT. Yeah. No, I'm only asking cause my daughter turned yeah. 16 in May. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And she loves being yeah. pillion on my bike. So yeah, that would, be, that would totally. naturally be the next evolution. No, absolutely. Yeah. That's and why we designed it for, for new riders. Yeah. You know, we can't preach to the converted on these bikes. However, when we get big bikers that sit on these bikes, they think, well, actually, you know, this is pretty good. And so you, you have to think about the younger generations. And as a first shot at this, I don't think we've done too badly. Um, uh, people say, do you do anything other than the chopper shape design? No, we, we don't sell anything. We, you know, we design the chopper shape design because it's iconic. Yeah. You know, yeah, um, totally. yeah. it's an iconic yeah. shape and no one else has done it. And with this new bike, no one else would have done it, what we're doing. And that's innovation. And that's what we, we, we need. You know, I think, uh, 
we can't wait for this new bike because now we've had a taste of this. I mean, we were taking a punt with this first bike. If you think about it, it is a yeah. real punt. But this next one, we've, we listen and we don't have an ego um, in this. You can't have an ego in business. You know, you, you have to have belief, but having belief in what you do isn't, you know, um, being pompous or anything. It's about having a belief in what you're doing, but you can't have an ego. You have to listen to people. Um, and then you can choose whether or not to take what they're saying. Yep. But I think we've listened to those bikers and it'd be really interesting because those same bikers will be back next year um, in December at the MCIA show. And we'll speak to them again and say, look, we listened. What do you think now? Yeah, you know? honestly, when, when the guys are set up in Paisley, we need to get them along to a bike night with a couple of these things because yeah, they again, will do. I think that because yeah. there's a lot of we, uh, what we would class as typical MCCs <clears throat> so your guys that have got all the cuts and all that kind of stuff on and I think some of these guys would absolutely fall in love with that little thing yeah I say little yeah. thing it's two metres long Ian yeah. I hope you've written uh, that Ian I hope you've written that down just so you can measure your garage shed it's not, it's not, it's not going to fit in my shed but it's, it's alright new, new shed it's fine yeah, it shed. you know yeah, when, yeah. When, 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 um, if my name's down for a Batman one then I'll you know, I'll find a way to store I've got space in my garage um, off record I'll send you what the artwork is on that as it goes so we'll uh it's, there's, no, there's no NDA on it, but it's um, it's it, it's pretty funky. It's going to yeah. look pretty oh, cool. I would love to see that. So. That would be so awesome. <laughs> I'll, I'll clear space in my garage. It's fine. You can put it <laughs> in my garage. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, I, Rob, it's been an absolute joy to talk to you. It really has. And we will share the socials and your contact and the website and stuff like that, just so Thank that you. if people want to see it and want to get in touch, they can do guys that cannot highlight enough just how cool this thing is and just how futuristic it is in terms of its tech and stuff and as you've hopefully heard from tonight the guys are so down to earth they just are really passionate about what they do and if you can get all of that as well as a really affordable state of the art bike then I mean it's a no brainer I mean again I'm saying about obviously getting my daughter one but it's I'm being selfish it's just so that I can ride it um, it's I mean, not I'm, David Corey riding it I am <laughs> so excited to show it to my son so um, yeah. uh, and my son's an Outlander so and he'll share oh, that wow. with all the, all the guys oh wow Outlander, that's amazing so, yeah, yeah you know so yeah. he's he's, he's um, so I, I'm like super and it's it's just it's completely up John Street isn't it darn right because John oh totally he, he just he loves a statement piece depending on whether it's clothing or, or whatever you know he drives a wee sports car he loves to just have something that looks sets him out from the crowd and this is exactly what that will this will do you know, and the red one looks quite like he's carrying yeah, Andy's and other bike I can, we can match it it's all good so <laughs> no I think I think um, and, and I know John would be excited to be part of you know you know involved in well listen we'll speak we'll like be speaking that, so. off of um uh, uh you know after the this this uh, podcast anyway and uh, yeah. uh hopefully we've forged a a great friendship um, moving forward and oh, um, you guys absolutely. as I said there's a warm welcome awaits you uh, down in London um, and we'll be up in Glasgow for the opening very very soon in Paisley sorry um, uh, opening for the soon we're sending bikes up I think next week they'll have bikes up there and they you know they must be just around the corner so yeah. um, they'll do a preview for you on certain um, we'll, arrange, yeah. we'll arrange all of that for you and I can honestly say I'm surprised we've managed to make it through the full recording without you doing your Billy Connolly impression Rob which would is, you like me to end on it yeah I think you should mate oh, yeah absolutely hey. 
A great friend of mine had a wee row. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty That's good. That's absolutely amazing. That's incredible. I can't do a Billy Connolly accent. That's <laughs> It's no great, but it's no bad. Aye, <laughs> <laughs> Gents, right, it's, been, it's been a pleasure talking to Rob. If you haven't checked Thanks, those guys sorry. out, check yeah, out amazing. Sterling Thank Eco. You. They are absolutely brilliant. And uh, we'll speak more to these guys yeah. soon. So, Rob, very soon, yeah. thanks again, Cheers, mate. Thank you very thanks, much. Thanks, guys. And we'll speak to you very soon. Cheers, right. Rob. Cheers, All the best man. now. Bye now. Cheers. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that because uh, for us, it was, it was the, I think we were. We were chatting for about an hour and a half and it just Aye. flew by. It was so yeah, much totally. fun. Uh, it was really, really enjoyable and he's just such a great guy. Um, yeah, super exciting. And, 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 you know, as we said, umpteen times in the thing, this, uh, you know, yeah, they, I mean, I know he's got, we're going to talk about the technology and everything, but they just look fun, cool, don't they? Oh, I do, and, and it's not that. I just been able to lift the battery out and plug it in and charge it and it's yeah. accessible to everybody. 16 right up. Do you know what I mean? Oh. It's just I we'll we'll definitely be keeping in touch with those guys and doing more with those guys. Yeah, um, absolutely. We'll get absolutely. again. We'll get a chance to get um, Aaron and Gary and T and those guys. We'll get them all in once the once they're up and running and and, uh, and Paisley. We'll head over. We'll get a kind of chat with the guys, take some pictures, let you guys see it. But yeah, and we'll obviously put links up on our pages to the social and to the website and stuff like that. But I, uh, it was really really good. I, I thoroughly enjoyed that one. It just kind of flew by. Um, and it, yeah, it was good, wasn't it? So good. Yeah, after it wasn't so good, <coughs> when I thought I'd lost yeah, all the audio, yeah, we, then we I was absolutely terrified. Some te- technical issues, and Aye. we thought maybe, yes, thought maybe uh, your SD card had thrown <laughs> oh, a wobbly, oh, and then yes. we thought your Mac had thrown a wobbly. Yes, and actually, which was even it was worse. just Darren uh, having just, a wobbly. <laughs> I mean, a nice little update and a reboot, and everything went back to normal. So yes, but the, anyway, uh, that's it. Episode 24, Again, huge thanks for everybody that uh, tunes in, downloads, listens to us, Average Bikers, um, supporting each episode. Um, a massive thanks to Robert Grace from Stirling Eco. Again, if you haven't checked those guys out, head over to Instagram, Facebook or TikTok and just search for Stirling Eco. Uh, or go old school and head over to their website at www.stillingeco.com or check out our socials and we'll put links and stuff like that up anyway yeah, definitely and again apologies we have had some technical malfunctions this this week um, which has cost us a bit of it's cost, it's cost me a little bit of time uh, and Ian a bit of time um, but also it's it's we kind of lost about 30 seconds or so of the, the chat with Robert which is the, a great shake because there's loads of good stuff in there anyway Aye, um, but again and, and, and with the, what, the power of uh, Dan's editing you'll never even notice what 30 seconds we lost well you will that's, a, that's, <laughs> a, that's the equivalent of a, uh, if you're not here could you put your hand up Aye, aye, exactly. I mean, there was a bit that I just couldn't, and you'll you'll have heard that already. Um, but the other wee blip that was in there, you I mean you don't even notice it because it was just super slick. Um, remember, these are just the opinions of a group of average bikers. Um, and if you get anything you want to talk about, anything you want us to talk about, just or any general feedback on anything, just let us know. Get in touch. Yep. Uh, if you'd like to let us know your favourite motorcycle moment in a film, let us know. Oh, that'd be you good. Know, absolutely good. You know, we can maybe oh, chat about good. them and one of the big questions. That could be a top Best ten. Top top ten motorcycle moments in movies. Yep, yep definitely. That could definitely be a top ten. Um, top ten motorcycles in movies. Have we done that? I think we've, I think we've touched on that. 
I think we uh, did touch on that. Does, does ring a bell for enough? Anyway, massive, massive thank you from a massive uh, from, from a, a massive. I see us going back to my sashay. Are you going to exit the um, show? Show go on me. A massive, yes, a massive uh, thanks. Uh, thank you, massive thank you from all of us here. If you enjoyed it, please like, share, and more importantly, subscribe. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. You're a shite, a shite for sure, eyes. So that old joke. So good. I love that joke. Everyone's the best. If so, if you want to get in touch uh, with questions or a possible big question, then please email us at averagebikersinacaveatoutlook.com or get in touch via Facebook page or Instagram. Uh, so we'll see you in the next episode, and we'll also pop on some, hopefully, some some visuals on the socials of a, a Tindrum of the Green Melly Stop. Yes. Uh, just to let you see what it was like. Um, big shout out to West Coast um, Triumph slash Harley slash Moto for, for putting that on up there and taking the bikes out to the bikers, which was really cool. What a great idea and what a great, a great thing to, again, to just help spread that love to the biking community and just, you know, um, just go out and go out their way a bit. I thought that was a, an absolutely brilliant initiative from them. Yep. So, um, so well, well done. Well played, guys. Um, and uh, I'll gladly share some of the, the visuals and stuff with you guys as well so um we'll pop that across to you um so um but uh, so yes yeah, so we'll see you in the next episode so until then remember only a biker understands why a dog sticks his head out of the car window <laughs> <laughs>